he'd probably be dead. It's The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. I'm joined this morning, every weekday morning, by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. We have a slew of things to give you this morning. We're going to start early, 7.45 this morning. You're getting hooked up with fourth row WWE tickets. They're coming to the Canton Civic Center. If I remember this correctly, it is January the 22nd. Yes. I remember that. See, it's it, this yeah. is a word association game that we played from yesterday. I asked Fantone and said, hey, what's the date on this WWE event? Because I knew he would know. He's like, it's the double deuce. Like, that's how he... Two twos. That's, that's how he hit me up with it. So that's how I remember that. So January the 22nd, we'll get you into that. 7.45. And then 8.45 this morning, we'll send you to see Pop Evil. And you know how this works, too, with the $1,000. Every single day this week, you're getting hooked up with $1,000 at 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. You win money. Fantone, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little disappointed, though. A little underwhelmed, oh, I'm no. going to say. Oh, no. And, dude, and so everybody's like... Was that opening like, that good enough? So everybody's like, everybody's like, no, not with you, not with the show, <laughs> okay, not with my okay. job. I mean, yes, all those things, but not where I was going with any of this. <laughs> I would not. I would like to not be a letdown. So everybody's like, dude... You gotta go check out the supermoon. Like you have to do it. It's oh, gonna last be night. amazing. It's gonna be life changing. You're gonna get out there and, and and you're gonna do it's gonna blow your mind. You might turn into a werewolf. And I was like, all right, well, dude, I'm gonna do it. Mm. I, it was a little too cloudy last night, so I don't think I saw it as it was supposed to be seen. And then I'm like, well, dude, when I wake up this morning, it'll be fine. It'll be impressive. It'll be great to look at. And I I, I got out to my car and I looked up. And it just looked like the moon. Like, it didn't look super at all. Was okay, I, uh, I, I, I happened to be driving home before it got, like, dark. Okay. And so, like, I saw it off in the distance there, and I was like, oh, and I noticed it, because I was like, oh, okay, sky's kind of pink or whatever. I was like, and it's big. It, it looked like it, it was a closer, like that Bruce Almighty moment where he lassos it into the bedroom there. So, okay, so you did see it in its yeah. super form. I, I saw, yeah, I saw it pretty big, and, and, but I can but I, be honest with you, it's not the first time I've ever seen that, and I feel like I've seen the moon... I mean, it's great, and I knew you were going to see photos of it on like Instagram and Facebook. It's one of those things that you know is dumb, but you can't help but yourself but do it. It's like the voting. Like I, I, I put on this hoodie today. I still had the, the the I voted sticker on, and it's like it's like that photo. You you know you know everybody else's I voted today photo is annoying to you, and yet you have to post yours. Well, I recommend that you keep that I voted sticker because you're going to need that to bitch in the next four years. If at any point you want to complain, you can <laughs> no, just hold, I got Instagram. You can just hold that sticker up and dude that's and profile big stuff there um so when you saw it in its super form i mean, I mean it's it, impressive okay all right i mean it, it, it's one of those things like i say to you off and off the air that the universe and the earth and that that kind of stuff is the only thing that can that can awe you like that anymore because of the internet like it, it's so when you see something like that it's like yeah it makes you feel a little insignificant. But, uh, yes, it, it's just the moon, though, and you've seen it before. I just, I just saw some of those pictures, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it looks so magical. And, like, oh, it looks like you can touch it. And then I went out, and it was too cloudy. And then this morning, it just looked like the moon Maybe to me. you just live in a bad part of... I, well, but, I mean, yeah, we're, 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 we're living on Shore Avenue means that you can't see the moon. Don't be telling that's, people that. No, that's <laughs> right. You guys don't deserve sky over there on Shore. That's the way that works. So, you don't get sky. So I, I just felt, I don't know, maybe I saw it at the wrong time or maybe it just yeah, wasn't maybe. As, it, maybe it wasn't as super this morning but. i think maybe you're just a grown-up and realize that yeah it's the moon uh, it's impressive it looks cool but it's the moon it's like fireworks it's like okay well this is happening right. <laughs> yeah right. i mean it's a little bit like that all right. right all right that's fair i uh, i'm surprised you don't find uh, you know you seem like one of those type of guys though 
I, wa- I wanted to be one of those type of guys. I wanted to be amazed and wowed, but it just wasn't all that special. I mean, like me. you like nature. Like, would yeah. you like the Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been there? No, I have not been to the Grand Canyon. Okay, see, that's one of those things. Again, the universe, the Earth, that just does not disappoint. Like you think, like I thought, because I'm a pessimist. I'm one of those guys. I'm like, eh, it's gonna dude. suck. <laughs> One of the seven wonders of the natural world. It's going to suck. This is going to be terrible. It's only seven of them. Yeah. How great can they? I mean, there's Stupid seven pyramids. of them. If there was three, they'd be cool. Right. So I was like, all right, big okay. hole in the ground. Right. Big hole in the ground. Right. Who cares? Big hole in the ground. And I got there and I was like, whoa, not just a hole in the ground. And I think it's a little bit like the moon's kind of one of those things that you do. You kind of take for granted like, a, 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 you know, all year. And then, you you know, you get a couple of times whatever where it's like, you know, up close to you a little bit more. And you it, it does. You, you kind of look at it like, oh, OK. They're like, it's going to be 30 percent larger. And I looked at it. I'm like, I, I guess I don't look at the moon on a regular basis. I don't know how big it looks. <laughs> it looks on a, you know, smell this milk. Does it smell that? I don't know. What does milk smell like? I don't know. I'm not just sniffing milk, you know. Okay, do you not know how to smell when milk goes bad? I don't trust you here. No, I know when milk goes bad. I was going to say, you worked at a thousand restaurants, although you say it's all all, all the time. It's not a very very clean world. No clean food. So what's what's, what's going on your side of the bar, buddy? Honestly, man, I lived a very boring life yesterday. I did not much of anything. I I, I went home. I made some food. I cleaned the apartment a little bit. I I, I adulted all over the place. I had forgotten to pay bills for like a month. I'm on like, oh, yeah, this is kind of going on with me. I'm on Time Warner suspension. Like they haven't like they haven't like cut my cable off yet. Okay, but I'm not allowed to do certain things with it. Like, I couldn't order the Conor McGregor fight. I tried to pay it online the other day, or, or over the phone the other day, and, like, I had some issues, apparently, with, like, my account being linked to the wrong thing or whatever, and I didn't know the right security code question to this or whatever, and so, like, I wasn't able to do it. So I paid it online yesterday. But it, when you pay your bills online, it's, you know, that it, essentially what you're doing is sending a check somewhere. And so it, like, takes a little while. And so, like, like, uh, like my DVR, you know, player didn't work yesterday. So, like, all these things I like tried to record, like they're in there, but you press play, and it's like this function isn't working right now. So, like, I'm on, like, I'm like suspended. They'll let me watch TV. I have full internet access, but like the frills, like the bells and whistles of my Time Warner account are suspended until they get their check, and I sent it. They just haven't gotten it yet, dude. I'm, 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 I, why don't you just pay your bills online? Why don't you just? I, uh, dude, here's the thing. Sometimes I will forget when things are. I, I, I never not pay because of the lack of the funds. I pay because of laziness. Sometimes I don't pay bills on time because I'm like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I just got home and I'm kind of tired. Like my job's so hard. I need to just relax for a minute. Obviously, a little, little hyperbole there. And but I won't do it. And then I'll just. It'll, then one day turns into two. Two turns into four. Four turns into six. And before you know it, I haven't done it. And then six turns into six weeks, and you haven't paid. I can't even believe. I didn't even know that companies did that, where they like take away your privileges halfway. I mean, like I've had services cut off before because I've been so poor. Where it's like, well, dude, you know, you're not going to get your money. Sorry about that. No, yeah, I'm. uh, I've been smacked like by the ruler of Time Warner Cable. I I didn't even know. I didn't even know companies did that. Do other companies like if I don't pay my Verizon bill, will they be like, "Uh, dude, you're taking away your voicemail? No, no, yeah, cell phone companies used to do the thing where you could be called, but you couldn't call out. Oh, I, so you could be reached. I have I have never done this. They it? still may do that. You should you should you should pay your bills on time. <laughs> like, I know it's for sure. Set up a uh, set up an online thing. It'll pay it for you. You don't even have to worry about it. I uh, no. It it, it 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 it's just one of those things where it's uh, it's just pure laziness. It, it, like I said, it's like it, it's like sometimes Fantone. Like, <laughs> right, uh, I have gone as long as two weeks without getting my mail from the from the front. Wow. 
Wow. Like sometimes why? I just won't do it. And there's stuff in there for you. It's directly like being sent to you. Hey, pay attention to me. Hey, pay attention to me. Right. Like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Like sometimes I just get home and I'm like, I've done enough adult things for the day. Like I went to work. Dude, you sound, like you sound worse than a millennial right like, now. Yeah, sometimes I will do that. Like I'll go home and I'll be like, you know what? I've done enough. I've done enough. I did my part. I did my deed. I, I'm good. I'm just. I'm checking the f out of the world. Didn't didn't we just do a story like two weeks ago, and it was about millennials, and they had to go to adulting camp because yes. they couldn't. They weren't capable. And dude, you were up on up on I know. the high horse. Banging what your do chest, I? What do I always people? say? What do I always say? There's a better than average shot that when I'm yelling on the radio, that secretly behind it all, I'm yelling at me. I hate me more than you'll ever hate me. I keep trying to tell people that. You don't understand it. So, yeah, sometimes I will do that. So I'm on, I, I, I am on time. Wow, I really wish I didn't talk about that. Yeah, Time Warner double suspension right now, dude. <laughs> I almost called, we have a buddy who works there, and I almost hit him up yesterday. This is how bad it got. I wanted to watch the her, uh, something, and, uh, and like it wouldn't let me press play, and I almost called our buddy who works there. I was like, let me tell you the story. Like You need to help me out. Call somebody in finance. Get this tough kickback on. I need it. You're going to get your money any day now. It's just, you know, I just sent it over the computer just now. Checks in the mail, dude. I swear to God. Checks in the mail. I don't know. Must have been the post office. That All right, it. so I don't always make the best decisions. <laughs> I don't. All right, I, I I don't think anybody's shocked to find that out. I found a man, however, who makes worse decisions than me, and we'll give you his story next on the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 on New Tier Tuesday. Coming up at nine o'clock, you're getting three new songs in a row. Uh, new Adele. We all know how excited I am to hear that. I haven't heard it yet. But I'm a huge Adele fan, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna be in on that one. New Dirks Bentley. That one's probably gonna set Fantone off. Not the biggest bro country fan there uh, there has ever been. We're looking for that artist that that uh, that turns you. I know I know Eric Church gets you occasionally. Well, it's not that I'm 100% anti-country. It's just the bro country sound. You, you don't like the pop stuff. Uh, not necessarily. Kick the dust up. That's I've always closest, found that that's the closest one for me. I think is that <laughs> that's the closest you got. Somebody actually tweeted in and was like, "Fantone, your problem is is you're not kicking the dust up. All those city lights are making the super moon look look less impressive. That might Kick be it. Dust up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe on super moon night you got to get out a little further. Get out there in a cornfield, put yeah. a dipper in. Eurexville, maybe. Maybe, maybe get the thing stuck. All that sounds exhausting, dude. Getting the thing stuck. It's like my number one goal when I'm driving is to not get my thing stuck. Not have the car explode. God, I hope the thing doesn't get stuck somewhere. Okay. Country people. When I first moved to Oregon, I said the same thing. I said, I don't I don't understand this. What do you mean? That you dude, you're gonna go in search of, of of terrain to where you won't be able to drive around. Where you hope, like, you need somebody else to come and, like, put straps on it and pull you out of something. And they said, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> said, I, I, I'm not sure you understand what that word means. And then I realized when they took me, I was like, oh, well, you're hammered driving a car. So, yes, that would be, like, something that's, that is ill-advised you should not do in an open field where you're not going to hit anything. I understand why you're having a little bit of fun doing that. It's not necessarily for me. Yeah, Lord knows running into a tree has never killed anybody behind the wheel of a car. Like, <laughs> kick the dust up. It's not, it's, you know, I still, I was like, this isn't for me. 
like the girls being around the campfire and the beers and all that. I was in on that. I was like, I yeah. like this part a lot. You know, white tank tops, jean shorts. Dude, your boy was down with that a lot. Liked it. Campfires, all that was cool. But yeah, like when that when I was sitting shotgun in one of those trucks, I was like, dude, I'm sorry, dude, getting stuck in the middle of the field. It doesn't do that part does, didn't do it for me. Sounds very stressful. I don't want to have to call Canton Towing. I don't know if I necessarily even have that money right now. Just the whole thing. Are you not a AAA member? The whole thing stresses me right now. Dude, no, no, I have AAA. Oh, dude, I was gonna say, given your car situation, you should have AAA. AAA. Luckily, I, I would like I'm the kind of person who would never have AAA, but somebody bought it for me. As like a Christmas present, and it's like a, a, like an automatic renewal thing. Like I don't even have to do anything. When you drive crappy cars, you got to get your yeah, money. There you yeah, go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> See, that's good decision making. That's good decision making. And uh, I, I I have a man here who uh, needs a lesson and some good decision making. This is surrounding his penis, so I figured you're the guy to talk to. All right, here All right? we go. Here so we this go. guy was trying to make sex a little, you know, more interesting. I guess. Newlywed. Yeah, because God knows sex is just so boring. It's the worst. Oh, man. I can't believe I have to do this again. You know what? That's interesting that you say that because that is true. Like, sex is like the ultimate, like, feel good thing. And yet, you know, people are always like, you know, it's a little mundane. Gotta, <laughs> gotta, 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 well, gotta kick the dust up in it. Spice it up. Yeah, gotta get more involved here. Get more people. Whatever. Film it. <laughs> do all kinds of stuff. People are always trying to make, like, the, the world's most awesome thing better. Uh, you know, it's a little look into the human condition there of how, you know, uh, uh, enough is never enough. I guess no matter what it is, eventually you're going to hit a plateau of like, all right, I've done this before. I need more of this. Yeah, yeah. So a guy was, uh, you know, trying to make sex a little bit better. So he, I don't understand this. I don't understand even how this happened. He took his wedding ring and inserted his penis through the hole of it to make it like a, um, well, like a C ring. Okay. Ow. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I don't understand. So I, this ends with a you know with a visit to the doctor, obviously, right? He had uh, it had been on him for about four hours, and the doctor said his penis was severely swollen and blue, Ugh. constricted with the uh, the wedding ring at the middle section, and the, you know the guy said he just you know he 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 flat out just admitted that he put the ring on four hours previously for erotic reasons. On the recommendation of his friends. Now, see, I have friends who would tell me to do that. But I also know those friends to be morons or to be convinced, like, dude, I bet we could get them to believe this. Like, I'm telling you, like, I would not. That's not something you're going to be able to. I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. You're trying to get me to fall for it. Yeah, two of your friends are sitting around. No, I bet you his penis is that small. The other one's like, dude, I don't know. That's like micro penis size. Dude, I bet you he won't do it. No, dude, dude, I, I don't do know. I bet it. he is one of those, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, this incident is known. Like, the, he was actually looking for this kind of sensation. It's known known as penile strangulation oh, sounds awful i uh yeah I, I if now everybody will always make the joke you know you well you got it in you know the tight grip of your hand you're trying to strangle the life out of it and this and that but it's you're not actually strangling it uh, yeah i mean your hand isn't going to even if you do squeeze it like even if you squeeze it hard your hand's not going to stay in that position but like a ring's not going to give it it doesn't have any give to it you know right. what i mean like there's no expansion with that now, if you're thinking about doing this, I Don't, wouldn't. Yeah, terrible idea. I wouldn't because the guy who did it ended up in the hospital for three days because of this. Now, 
Once upon a time, my father had something happen to his hand, and he had to have his wedding ring cut off of his hand. Thank God that's where this story went. And once upon a time, my dad, and I'm like, no, dude, don't tell this story. Okay. No, 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 no. But okay. for something that there was like some medical thing in his hand, they had like ballooned up and they had to like okay. cut his uh, wedding ring off. Okay. And everybody's heard a story about a wedding ring needing to be hacked off. So why would you risk ever? Like the most sensitive part of your body going through that and needing that. I mean, it, that was like, I mean, they took like a, it was like a Dremel drill, like wheel that they took and like sawed like right through the center of it. You want that going on anywhere near your penis? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Now we've skipped over the most obvious question, which is how in the world did you get a penis through the hole of a wedding ring? Okay. Now, I don't know how to say this. I'm not exactly going to take my pants down and throw my penis over my shoulder, right? <laughs> I'm just not I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a porn star. But there is no way I could get a wedding ring over my penis. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, even 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 at its its lowest moments, even like you know, it when, would have uh, the amount of pain to put it on. I would the amount of like working and maneuvering that. It, yeah, I don't I don't see it. It's not, I don't even think it's possible. I'm talking. You just got out of the pool. Like it's at its lowest moment. Just not a good day for it. It was. It started off a bad day, and then you went swimming, and and, and it is just just fired a, and divorced in the same day. A pathetic looking son of a bitch. Hanging between your legs. Even, retreat. Even retreat. In, even in the those terrible moments, which we've all had, you know. Let's not pretend like we haven't. But like, might e- be having one right now. Even in that moment, I, 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 I don't see how I'm getting it into a wedding ring. I, I, granted, I'm not married, but like, no effing way there. No man. way. No way. And that's big. That's generous. Like, not happening. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. It's this finger, right? That's yeah, that yeah. I mean, okay. dude, mouth of a Gatorade bottle, sure. Mouth of a Gatorade bottle, I get. But a yeah, but not ring? a Dasani bottle, right? Exactly. I mean, I've I've urinated in a Gatorade bottle, but that Dasani bottle on the freeway, that one's trickier, right? Because you can't get in there. I, I just, I don't know how the guy fell for it. Only we can get all the way to the bottles you can urinate in. That's fine, and, dude. Gatorade, yes. Dasani, no. I should have known. Don't as, use the cocaine. As soon as I saw penis strangulation, I should have known. This ain't for us. It's not for us. <laughs> The Can Charger playing in town this Friday. We have a four-pack of tickets. We want to give them to you. We'll do so next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 7.30, we're going to examine a uh, an altercation that took place last night, actually in the Walmart parking lot on Tusk, between a member of Canton PD and a citizen, a couple of citizens, actually, uh, here in Canton, Ohio. The video's online at WRQK.com. We're going to break it down for you at around 7.30, but if you want to skip ahead and check the video, you can do so. It's interesting. I, uh, it just gives you a little look, man. That job is, the, that job is difficult. It's, uh, there's decision-making that, that needs to happen on the fly all the time in that, uh, in that job, and I'm just happy I'm not the one that has to do it. Yeah, working at that Walmart on Tusk, man. It's not an easy go. Dude, honestly, dude, going to the Walmart on Tusk isn't the easiest thing in the world. That video is up for you at WRQK.com. We have a pair, uh, not a pair, I'm sorry. It's actually a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge this Friday at the Civic Center. 
And uh, we'll pass those out in just a few minutes. Also, this morning at 7.45, we have a pair of tickets. I don't even know if this has really hit Fantone yet, that the WWE coming back to town. This is like one of your, your favorite things in the world, and it's like coming like five feet from your front door. January 22nd, the Canton Civic Center. Oh, no. Of course, dude, it oh, no. hasn't hit me yet. Of course it's hit me. Dude, it, 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 let's be real. It's after the new year, which means it's the road to WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Last night, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar were going at it in the middle of the ring. I haven't watched Raw yet, but I saw a little bit of the highlights, and I'm not going to lie. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up, because you said something yesterday that I would assume is a big deal to wrestling fans. I don't know anything about it, but you said that this show coming on the 22nd is a Raw brand production? Correct. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, Well, there's, you know, the two brands. You've got Raw on Mondays, and then SmackDown on Thursdays. Just say that to me. It's like, like, well, duh, you got the two. Everybody knows. SmackDown's around Tuesdays now. I'm sorry. And it's just two separate. (laughs) Well, it's like they treat them as two separate federations kind of where it's like AFC NFC yeah yeah where okay. like you 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 fight for your titles you fight your opponents occasionally they'll have smart business they'll have crossovers yeah. where like smart you know WrestleMania is obviously a crossover event Survivor Series is a crossover event things like that all the pay-per-views well the big ones like the big four like WrestleMania uh, Survivor Summer Series SummerSlam uh, those Royal Rumble like the big ones and then you have your own individual ones like Hell in a Cell just happened I know Tables Ladders and Chairs is coming up soon uh but you've got dude you've got some of the best you've got the uh the wwe universal champion kevin owens will be there charlotte oh uh, so New you Day. already know the like the like the roster these are the raw these are the raw superstars okay all right yeah, you got roman reigns you've got rusev you know you've got whoa, whoa, whoa. wasn't roman reigns just in some controversy and can't i thought uh there was uh the, there were drugs there were something was that him dude wwe superstars are never involved in any controversy stansbury this up. was this was like two months ago right uh, do i have this right i'm, I'm trying to think if he was, uh, was, he, was he I thought there was a thing. I think he was suspended a while ago, but it was. Okay. He's back. He's back, and it's better than ever. So they move on. So quickly. he's rest- oh yeah. <laughs> no, well yeah. Well, they're not idiots, dude. WWE doesn't do its dirty laundry like the NFL does See, out in public. Now right? we're gonna get into that around eight o'clock this morning. You won't believe what the NFL told their teams this last week. It kind of flew under the radar. I couldn't couldn't believe more people aren't talking about this. What the NFL said to their teams, it's flying underneath the radar. At 8 o'clock, we'll get you into that. WWE very much tries to avoid black eyes on itself. Smart business. Yeah, they're, they're very, they're well, like, they understand what they are, too. They're, I mean, it, you know, it's an entertainment brand. It's it's um, it's um not a real competition. Everybody kind of knows that. Everybody's in on the gag. And so why treat it as such? And it's smart. It's, uh, it, 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 you know, it's all about the t-shirt sales. It's all about right. everything. And if you right. create, you know, real villains out of these dudes can't sell the t-shirts can't sell all you know the pay-per-views and the like what uh what row is it today what is it what's uh what's happening row four today row four row four row row number one happens on friday morning now what i'm going to do not today today we're giving away those tickets 745 but one of these rows i always do this when we get a big prize when we have multiples of them is that I feel like people who listen to the radio show really early in the morning sometimes get screwed over. A lot of the time, radio guys want to hide stuff all the way at the end of the program, make you listen all four hours, try to get it. I'm not going to do that. One of these rows, probably tomorrow, we're going to put them pretty early in the 6 a.m. hour. I like to give everybody a fair shot at winning some cool stuff. Think how nice it would be, dude. Number one, stepdad of the year. You got those wrestling tickets. Those kids are going to love you. Dude, Num- I think, what a pessimistic view of the world you have. Number two. It's got to be stepdad. Number two, I mean, you, you're not even going to have to spend money on Christmas. Like, no, here you go, idiots. You're going to the WWE. It's going to be awesome. And no, you're right. Are, for most kids, dude, be like, oh, third row God, seats. Dude, best day of my life. I, dude, I love you so much, Jeremy. Well, that makes us Santa. Yeah. And you would think cookies and milk would be enough for me, but it won't. Not you're going to have close. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we're gonna have to bribe me with something else. So, uh, so, so, who are you most excited to see, though? Um, I uh, last time I was in, last time I saw um, WWE in Canton, uh, I saw Kevin Owens. So I'm, I, he's kind of off my list. I haven't seen New Day in an intimate venue like that, and the Canton Civic Center is awesome to watch wrestling in because you're right on. They top weren't of there. Them. No, when I was time, there. No, last time we were there, they were not there. So I. How uh, did I get exposed? to Oh, it was when I bought the network, and yeah. I saw them. those are the guys who come out of what the box of cereal, the bootios. They've got their own cereal. Yeah, they've got their own official cereal. I think you can buy it at FYE stores, like in the mall and stuff like that. And I mean, I've seen them before, but I've never seen them close up before. So that's my uh, that's my answer. I'm going to go with the New Day. People seem now you wrestling people <laughs> seem to love them. Like I know, like, like there's a girl who I know who works like at Fox Sports here locally. She's great, and she's like into real sports, knows all her real stuff, but for some reason loves this WWE stuff too. And she was trying to tell me she's like I she's like somebody told me New Day really annoys you, and I said, oh god, yeah, like I hate all of that. She's like, no, I'm telling you, I think you got to pay more attention. They're the best thing that's happened to wrestling in a long, long time. I don't know if they're going to be the thing where it's like, oh, you know what? I do just I, if this is the thing that transfers me over to uh, to a pro wrestling <laughs> fan. I'm not going to make that claim. Um, I, if anything, I'm going to say I was a little bit of a New Day hipster. I feel like they've kind of jumped the shark a little bit now. Is that but, right? But still, I'm excited to see that. Uh, get your horn ring, uh, you know, get the horn room glasses out while you're talking about New Day then. I've got a New Day shirt. So is that yeah. oh yeah, the New Day Rocks shirt, right? The red one there? Yeah. The three black guys across my chest there, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm just leaving, leaving that one it alone. There. Leaving, leaving that, that one there. there. No, no, I'm not going to a girlfriend joke. I'm not doing it. It's too All easy. Right. I read this talking about athletes. And I, this doesn't surprise me because he is a physical specimen. Like if I could trade bodies with any one person, I think it would be this guy. Okay. LeBron James. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. Spends a million and a half dollars a year on his body. Jeez. A million and a half year, uh, you know, dollars a year. Now, that to you and I, Joe Public there, that sounds like an absurd amount of money. It, it is an absurd amount of money. But if you're LeBron James, what your body provides for you, it's actually not that crazy and I think you'd be crazy not to spend this kind of money. When you look at it, Let's break it down. Show me another athlete dominant in their sport. I have long said that Tiger Woods is the most dominant athlete that has been in my lifetime, and I and I remain that that's true. But the problem is, is Tiger, like most great athletes, was prone to injury. LeBron's never had a like season long injury. Never been like saddled with anything. Right? My facts are right on that. Right? I don't remember. Yeah. I think I think LeBron's lost productivity in parts of his career because he was banged up. But as far as like an injury that injury that sidelined him, no, no. he's never been like off the court you for can, a significant amount of time. You can count on LeBron to be ready to go, and I would have to imagine that the million now part of this is that cryotherapy where like they mm-hmm. where you like you freeze your muscles and I, I apparently it repairs them at like a rapid pace and all that, and which I would imagine that can't be cheap to do that. No, I think it's I think it's like a, not 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 cheap, but I think at the same time, like I think there's people in Canton that do that. You know oh, what I mean? Seriously? Yeah, it's not it's not that rare. It's not that expensive. But I mean, I think he wow. has I think he has one of those in his house. That's the difference. Okay, there. well there I'm you know sure I mean? that wasn't cheap. Like like that's that's the difference there is that like there's plenty of people who are going to invest in their bodies and and and, and, and what they're able to do. But once you start like bringing these things home, that's really when you go that next level. Well, he also then will replicate the gym. Wherever he is playing, whether it was Miami or here, whatever they have at the facility workout wise, he buys it and mimics it at home so we can have the same so we can work out the same way, whether at you know, at work or at home. He has two trainers. 
obviously there's a food person that goes into this. There's you know there's obviously chefs that go into this, and so but I, like I said, for what you get out of your body, being LeBron James, and the fact that what this is 14th year, yeah. Fourteenth yeah, year yeah, in the league, yeah, yeah. and you're talking multiple Olympics on top of this. Long playoff runs for most of his career. I mean, dude, the minutes on that guy's like, and we're saying no major injury here. The million and a half dollar investment. I think it'd be crazy not to spend this money. It's obviously been benefiting him. Obviously, you know, LeBron had some uh, some down the field vision when it came to his career, and was able to kind of say like, you know, you got to think when you're 18 and you're coming into the to the association already, you know, anointed the king of 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 basketball, that would have been really hard not to be like, well, dude, I'll just eat steak every day and just kick back and dude, my talents will carry me and I'll be fine. And I'm never going to have to work that hard because I'm so good. And LeBron obviously is so good that without, you know, there's some guys who have to give 100% at all times because if they don't, they're not good enough to be a part of it. shows the lack of the game. Matthew Dellavedova is a fine example of that, where that guy, if he's not going 100 miles per hour every single second, he can't... Shows you the cracks in the armor. He can't be in the NBA. He can't be a part of that. Where LeBron, if he wanted to, he could coast. He could could play on his heels, but he chooses not to. Continuing, you know, to push himself um, and to push his body and, and, and being smart enough to know that if I'm going to push my body like this, I have to like pull my body like this. Right. I have to, I have to, you know, counterbalance that with. I mean, he's dude. He, he I know the dude's a uh, just constantly stretching, like is a yoga freak. Is always, you know, doing things like that just to make sure that his body, his muscles continue to, you know, serve him. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the, you know, somebody was trying to tell me yesterday. Oh my God, what, uh, the, you know, that's excessive and it's crazy. Uh-huh. And what's he thinking? He's wasting money. And I was like, God, dude, fourteen. Most guys won't don't hit fourteen years in the NBA. My, I don't know what the average. I know the average in the NFL is like four. I, I don't know what the average in the NBA is. I, I, I haven't heard that number. My guess is that it's not a decade. And so, like, you're talking fourteenth year in, and they're still saying he's a shoe in to go to the finals this year. I think that the money spent and obviously the dedication to train is what does. If you if you were an average NBA player, and let's say your big payday was you were going to get five million dollars a year for four years, like so you're like an, you know a shumpert or something like okay. that. A million and a half, that's still a lot of money, but worth it because it made you $20 million. And so, hey, for the next five years, for the next 10 years, I have to invest my, into my body. I, it, it's worth it. On the stock market, if you told somebody rich, hey, give me a million and a half dollars, I'll, I'll turn it around and give you 20 Of course. All day. But we're talking about LeBron. We're talking about a billion dollars. Right. We're talking, you know, I mean, we're talking about an astronomical amount this of money. This is literally dropping the bucket stuff to guarantee you a lifelong of making money. Right. Of continuing to be able to make money at that level and I mean being one of the biggest global brands in the world and beyond the money obviously this guy genuinely cares about the competition this guy genuinely cares about being the best basketball player on the that's planet. why he has the money and if you if you don't take care of yourself you're not going to be able to sustain that level of success that he has that that that, that yeah, I don't know that dedication is uh it's really insane honestly I, I say it all the time it's not just his game. It's what LeBron does off the court that if you watch it and pay attention to it and let it inspire dude, that guy will show you the path to being successful. He just knows what to do, LeBron James does. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge this Friday at the Canton Civic Center. We'll pass those out right now. Caller 10 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you the charge game. And since the election, everybody's been waking up going, how in the hell did we end up with Donald Trump? I have the answer. I'll give it to you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 on New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. New Adele, New Dirks Bentley, New Alter Bridge. 
part of that. Alter Bridge is one of those bands that I feel like people slop down a little bit because they're like, well, it's half a creed. How good could it be? And then you don't realize people would get into a new venture and it might be a little different than what they did previously. And dude, that band rocks a little harder than Creed does. It's it's take Scott Stapp out of Creed and put in Miles Kennedy, right? Yeah. Yeah? For the most part. I okay. That's how it started out. God only knows how those faceless bands, you know what I mean? For all I know now, it could be completely different. I was going to say that Miles Kennedy guy, he's just a part of everything. He's in like, some stuff. He was just, in, uh, he's in Slash's band. Yeah. And he was really good at covering Guns N' Roses songs. And when he was slashing the snake pit, like yeah. he, he was really he sounded just like Axel. Yeah, he wasn't bad at that. They did an acoustic show at one of the stations I worked at and came in. And he could actually sing. Like, I've seen a million bands do that. You know what I mean? Like, you get 20 listeners. You put them into some, you know, one of the office, you know, buildings or whatever. And a band comes in and plays four of their songs acoustic. I've seen a million of those kind of like afternoon shows at a radio station. And sometimes you really you, you really realize like dude some of these guys can't sing a lick. Miles Kennedy can actually sing a little bit. What? Are you telling me that there's rock bands out there with no musical talent? Are Stansberry stop it. You're lying. Well, lying. I mean, dude, my darkest days is a thing. I I mean, I don't I don't know. That's a thing. So new Tur Tuesday we'll get into that. Somebody, uh, you know, wrote in and asked me, what's that god-awful squeaking noise? And everybody thinks it's the chair. It's not. I'm sorry. It's my mic stand. And I am. I'm a little fidgety with it. And sometimes Fantone will move around the studio, too. So, like, I got to, like, move so I can see him properly. And, like, and when we move this thing, it squeaks like hell sometimes. So, I, uh, I you know, I apologize about that. I got to get some WD-40. Move it studio. up. Yeah. No. Move it up. I, I have said I don't know how many times the word lube, lube coming out of your mouth freaks me out. It's definitely one of those words. Um, I know people are like, oh, my God, moist. It grosses me out. But lube is definitely like <laughs> I'm with you. Every oh. time I hear it, I'm like, oh, no, butt stuff. Like, yeah. that's the only t- <laughs> it's the only thing I think of when I'm hearing about that. All right. So we have uh, we have a new president elect. I don't know if you've heard. Really? It's all over the news. And uh, people are taking it really well. Trump being president, Trump being picked to be president. Oh, my God. People are just taking it very, very well. And, you know, there's kids walking out of high schools everywhere. And I'm kind of torn on the fence on that. I I, I feel um, a little bit of, you know what? If there are kids who are out there who are seriously engaged and politically motivated and care about the system and feel like they got the wrong candidate and this and that, then I'm all for it. Now, I also believe that there are more than a handful of students just walking out of school because it's fun to walk out of school, okay? But if there's real thought going into some of this and some of these kids are really, and this is who they really are, then I'm for it. Well, I think it's worth noting with whether it's high schoolers protesting or people protesting or anything like that, when you choose to protest, you choose to deal with the consequences of that protest. And for the most You're kind of taking it on. You're right. And I mean like, you know, that's the point. For 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 a lot of history, you know, you know, when Martin Luther King Jr. was sitting in a jail cell in Birmingham, Alabama, he accepted that. He knew that that's what was the consequence of his action. Now, of course, in that case, that was justified and what he did was right. But you, you, you have to understand that it's not just like, hey, I'm going to protest this. I'm going to break some sort of law or some sort of rule and nothing's going to happen to me because it's in the name of protest. That's simply not true. Now, that doesn't mean it's just, but it's just not true. It's that, not a reality. Right. You, you, have, you have to deal with the consequences. I would agree. So people are all up in arms and I understand it. He's a polarizing dude. And... For a lot of people, he's dangerous. 
And I get that. I do. I understand your fear. I understand your hesitance to, uh, to, to think that he's going to make great decisions. I understand that. Okay? But people have been asking the question since the election, how did this happen? How did we end up with this? And there are people out there, and I think the New York Times was one of them who blatantly said, Facebook is to blame for this. Now, Mark Zuckerberg went so far as to say in the wake of this that 99% of what you see on Facebook is accurate. That's ridiculous. Now, that's just a crazy statement. And as a guy who is beyond brilliant, smart enough to create something that we're all reliant on now, which is the Facebook platform, you kind of need it for everything. It kind of runs your Netflix and your Tinder. It kind of runs everything. Your your Instagram kind of runs everything now. Right? So for a guy so smart to be on the cutting edge of that, how is he not smart enough to know that we're not going to go over his comments with a fine-tooth comb and go, dude, seriously, somebody's going to run the numbers. Especially if there's a there's a Facebook task force inside the company that like is starting to police itself for how much fake news is being put out there. And they're now saying that fake news stories is what shifted this election. And that Facebook kind of handed Donald Trump the election. Um, on any one instance, I don't necessarily feel like a fake news story is going to change your opinion. But when you're constantly bombarded with them and it's hard for you as a person who might not be that engaged or a person who just might not have the time to do it or the the desire to do it. When you're constantly hit with uh, either fake news or, you know, misinformed news or anything like that. I can understand why it would begin to change your opinion. Like, oh, I read this headline, and then I read another one like it two days later, and oh my God, this is the third time I've seen something like this. There has to be some sort of truth to it, right? When asked, 20% of people said that a, that a that an article on Facebook could switch their opinion on a political issue. 20% of people said that, that an article on Facebook could change their opinion. Now, I'm sure that you're probably right there, that it wasn't one article that they read. It's that you read one and then another one comes out because what they do now, Facebook, is right underneath the, like an article you're reading, there's the related articles. And now you're like, oh, well, look, there's like five sources that have this. It must be right. Well, and let's be real. It's not even reading the article it's reading the headline For it's reading people. it's reading the headline and seeing or maybe a paragraph of the article seeing okay what i thought what i believed what i felt is validated by this this must be fact and we're all guilty of that there's, oh for sure there's there's no there's no doubt about it from the from the least informed to the smartest person in the world everybody kind of does that everybody skims uh, a little uh, but when you you know are the person who's kind of putting together your Facebook news feed and deciding what you like and deciding what shows up within your thing, you're going to put yourself into an echo chamber. And at that point, it is just going to be like, all right, well, I kind of thought that or I thought that was a possibility. Now I see other people saying that this is ha- a real and this is happening, whether it is or is not real. It just validates your opinion, your belief. What I find interesting about this and this theory that Facebook was to blame for this because of the fake stories out there is that Facebook had been all along during the election the, the election cycle had been blamed for being leftist and for being you know pro Hillary so if anything wouldn't this have helped her wouldn't this have enacted wouldn't this have gotten her picked that's what that's what kind of baffles me. Um, some ways, yes. Some ways, no. You can say the same thing about the media, where it's like, well, is it the media's fault? Were they for or against Trump? And you can say, well, dude, they were definitely against Trump. But, but by their how much coverage he got, right? Especially in the beginning, by that constant coverage, I mean, they kind of enabled it. So 
Uh, dude. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, dude, let's be honest. For the people who loved him and for the people who hate him, one thing was true about Trump the entire time. We consumed the hell out of him. Um, I, I this, Everyone. This year, I was very quick to block people or quick to unfollow people. Unfollow has been my favorite thing for like the last three months. And this was never based on, ho- hey, you feel differently politically than I no. do. What I what I was really strict about this Stricter year system. was I made sure if anybody was sharing something that I knew was false, not just that like I knew but I could prove was false, I automatically unfollowed you. What, okay, automatically? So there was no... I, and I, Look, I'm not condemning you. I'm just asking a question. Was there any effort on your part to alert somebody to something Maybe they, they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know they were passing around something fake. If it was one instance, that's one thing. If that's one thing and they're like, oh, I shared this and dude, I didn't know this was false. Then yeah, I would be like, hey, here's the Snopes article. You just can, so you know. Just so you know, this isn't real. But if they had a constant like, if, if that was behavior for them, just sharing what validated. And this happened just as, well, not just as frequently, but it happened frequently enough on my side of the aisle. I would say it happened a little bit more frequently It on wasn't the other going side. to happen just as much because you weren't as, you know what I mean? But unless, you're not as friends with as many people. Unless I had some sort of like very personal relationship with you, like I have your phone number. If you're a friend of mine from high school or something, and you were sharing false crap, unfollowed for sure. If if if, if something like that, or if I used to work with you, unfollowed for sure. So unless it was someone who was close to me, how many radio people did you have to unfollow? A lot. See, that's a lot, scary. A lot. That's pretty scary. But you got to think, dude. I mean, radio people, much like you and I, as we are radio people, aren't true to the heart journalists. We're members of the media. But like dudes like Kramer, I expect him to post inflammatory things and to post things like that because, dude, he's trying to get clicks. He's trying to get people to like him. He's trying to get, you know, really, he's trying to get that 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 audience might not necessarily be their politics. They're just whether it is or it isn't. I feeling mean, the pressure from management to get the web numbers. Whether it is or it isn't, I I, I expect that out of some. I don't people. know what his politics are, to be honest with you. I I I, I listen to Kramer a few times, and occasionally here and there, I'll, I'll you know I'll check the show just out of, out of pure interest. He, uh, and I feel like I can kind of grasp what they are. He's kind of a, he's a little bit of a trumper there, buddy. A little bit of a trumper there. Yeah, I'm not shocked to find that out. Um, I don't think Facebook really has an obligation to post. Uh, true See, news or, or, he, to, or to post a fair news or anything is, like that. This is where the world gets really strange and murky is because I'm with you. Facebook is a corporation. They're a company. They have the right to run their service with the way they see fit. Right. Okay. Right. I'm all for that. The problem with that is, is that what we want Facebook to do is what we expect no other company to do, which is run completely morally. Only give us what's 100% factually correct. That's crazy. Expecting that from Facebook is just insanity. You don't get it from CNN. You don't get it from Fox News. You don't get it from MSNBC. You don't get it from CBS News. Why the hell would you ever get it from? Why the hell would you get it from Facebook of all places? Right. I mean, you know, you, so you, you the expectation we put on Facebook, and you know what it is? It's print. When you read something, you expect it to be true. Versus when somebody tells you something, you can expect things to be like fair and balanced. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to be. We're they I, ever, I would ask. I, I understand. I, I think at some point the news was certainly more balanced and more. There was more journalistic integrity of the news. Once upon a time, there was definitely more. So, I don't. I don't. It's it's not Facebook's obligation, but I do think that Facebook kind of has to look at the power that it it has right now and kind of like do a little self evaluation there. Use of, the powers for good versus evil. I don't know if necessarily for good, but at the same time, just to spread misinformation to be a a a, a platform. For, for false statements, I don't know. Well, where's the water's edge, though? Is it 
if you're a new online blog like Bro Bible or Lad Bible or like one of those types of things, like then you'd have to police it, make sure they're not putting out false information. Or if just some chick named Megan has their, you know, her Facebook profile and she's out there spewing all this stuff that's false. Like where's the you know what I mean? How much policing are we going to expect them to do? Right now, um, I think it's the Huffington Post that did it. Um, they wrote this article, and you know, this headline was, we can still stop Donald Trump with this one loophole that Bernie Sanders will be able to exploit. Right. And everybody starts sharing it. Like, oh, my God. And I in, almost read that yesterday, but then didn't. In the, in, the, in the bulk of the article, it says, this is a false story shared specifically to see who reads articles and who does not, and to see who fact-checks things. It says it in the body of it? It says it like second paragraph. Now, like, see, boom. I almost clicked on that to read it because I was like, oh, I wonder if there is a loophole. Maybe there's something I don't know. There are plenty of things that I don't know. So I was like, I almost clicked on it. And then you know what I thought? I thought last minute, I was like, you know what? I bet there's a virus in that. Well, because dude, people are so desperate to try to get Donald Trump out, the, the people that don't want him are so desperate that I was like, I could see that being the thing. You better start worrying about anything you click on, then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, well, I, there are certain things that I won't. That I'm like, ah, that seems too good to be true. And my guess is, you're you want my credit card information. It wasn't Facebook's fault. It was the Democrats' fault. There's no question about it. When you start ignoring the people that you're supposed to represent. Well, they say now they say that Trump utilized like the Facebook live video feature better than Clinton did, which I was surprised by. I was surprised that he figured out that angle better than the the party that tries to court the younger end of the audience. I don't know if I was shocked by that. Like I said, I think it's just more of a he was more erratic. And they said it it made more people like constantly try to pay attention because what's he going to do? You, he did a better job of assuring people that I'm on your side. I have your best interests at heart, and that's that's where Democrats lost. That's almost crazy when you think about that. So a local Canton police officer had a very interesting night on the job last night. The video is online at WRQK.com. We're going to look inside of it next on The Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I want to make you aware of this. This weekend in town. In Canton, at the Diamond Royale Club, is one of the biggest names in all of the adult entertainment business. Sophie D is in the town, is in town at the Diamond Royale Club this weekend. Shout out to Diamond, dude! Just constantly bringing top always, flight pornography always, stars. Always big name stars. Yeah. Sean Lanay was just there. Yeah. Alexis Texas was there not yeah. long ago. This weekend, Sophie D in town. We want to get choked up with the VIP party. Here's what you need to do: just text the word Diamond. With your first and last name to 57739. We'll get you hooked up with a party. Good for up to 20 people out there. You'll go see Sophie D. You'll have a killer time. It'll be it'll be awesome. I mean, she's like like a top five Pornhub girl, I bet. Like definitely in the top ten. Am I on the look, I wonder? I'm not even saying for like me personally. I'm saying for like the world. Because you're, like, you, you're not a fan of the of the British thing. No, no, I'm not. I dude, I'm I'm pretty xenophobic when it comes to stuff the like England that. Thing yeah. I don't that. uh I don't I don't really get out of America. Let me see here if I uh, if I look. Yeah, she's, she's top 20, I believe. Yeah, look at that. I'm shutting porn up. I can't have that open on a work computer. But check out Sophie D this weekend at the Diamond Royal Club. Also happening in Canton, Ohio, this was last night at the Walmart on Tusk. Now, you've heard me say it a million times since moving down here that I don't care where you go. I don't care what city you're in. The Walmart, it can go down, right? I mean, it's just one of those places. So this isn't like a Canton thing. This no. isn't me bagging on Canton. But the Walmart on Tusk has always been, I've always called it Thunderdome. 
And let's be real. There's a lot of things on Tusk. Like you can be like, oh, I'm going to go to the McDonald's on Tusk. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how did this happen? <laughs> so, dude, it's kind of like a meeting of, uh, of of the two minds there where you've got Walmart bringing out the craziest people. Sure. And, and Tusk just brings out the craziness of Stark County. So put those together. So there was an altercation last night. And somebody sent me this video this morning via Facebook Messenger, and it's online for you at WRQK.com. I've also tweeted it out at Sansbury Shows, how you follow me on Twitter, and it's at the Facebook pages as well, so you can see this. Now, I got to give credit where credit is due. Fantone did a fantastic job editing this video. As you know, this is user shot footage. Yeah. And so when that's happening, nobody's worried about like F-bombs flying and this and that. So some of this is obviously going to be edited. We're going to have to give you a little play-by-play as you're listening to a video roll. And like I said, you can watch it via the website, WRQK.com. But let's take a listen to what happened last night. Now, which I should do a better job of setting this up. This is So the video joins you as a police officer has a man... In his grasps, I'll say. And he's got the uh, the baton out in his right hand, in his right arm, and he's putting, it looks like he's walking the guy toward the car to put him back in the passenger seat of the car, right? And that's where we pick the video up at. Get back in the car, man. Don't go. He's going to bust the window. Don't go. Now he goes around to the other side now to go over by the by the driver's side. This is now he's got the guy back in the passenger side. Now he's walking around to the driver's side, and you hear the guy shooting the video say he's gonna bust the window out. Ouch. Boy numbers. George David George four five one zero. Don't you do it! Don't now, you do it! The car starts to, like, he puts the car in gear, and that's the cop saying, don't you dare move this car. The cop has stepped around to the back of the vehicle at this right. point to read the license plate and to call it you over. You hear him calling the plate George, number David, in. George, David, George, David, George, right. 785, or whatever the number so was. So he's behind the vehicle at this point. Car starts backing up. Car starts to move towards the officer. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I'll shoot you. At this point, the officer has his baton out and his gun out. And says, I will shoot you. Oh, oh he finished. Oh, yeah. He finished light off on her, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> sounding excited about that seems strange to me. It does. Now, I can't lie. As if Fantone and I were at the Walmart together last night and we were seeing this in person, I may have said to him while he was shooting the video, dude, he's about to fire that gun right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be almost impossible not to say something like that in that moment. Finish. Oh, yeah. He finna light off on her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- now, see, now that to me, when I was watching the video laying in bed this morning at 3.30 in the morning when somebody sent it to me, I thought that was a gunshot. It's not. It's actually the police officer taking the baton and breaking what I believe is the driver's side window of the car out. Correct. Okay. Oh, s***. Hey, get out hey, of the car. Hold it. Get out of the car. Hold it. You hear somebody yell, hold it. And at that point, a plainclothes undercover cop comes up onto the scene. Because there was a bag that fell out of the car. That's that guy, right? right. There's a bag that fell out of the car, and there's an ID that fell out of it. And so the plainclothes comes out and grabs that. Now, again, I don't have the whole backstory on what happened here. Um, we do have a little bit more info from CantonRep.com. I'm going to read through that while the rest of this video runs. Hey, hey, hold it. 
Get out of the car. Oh, right there. Get out of the car. Hey, I watch Put out, bro. She about, to, she about to shoot him. Oh, Get yeah. out of the car. Get it out of the car. I was just saying, watch now. out. He finna shoot her. Get out of the car. He tries to run now. her over. He damn well will. I don't think the guy filming the video necessarily understood that that plainclothes cop was a cop. You know what right. I mean? He shows his badge really quick, but, but I don't think in that moment may that have not guy... registered. Right. That's good. Have to step it up. Get Walmart. out of the car. You still got all three suspects in the car. In at this the car. Point. Cops standing outside, plainclothes off to the side. Off to the side of the car. Right. Get out of the car. I'm telling you, when the, when the officer. Let me see your hands. Don't do it. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Oh, man. Dude, everybody can feel the tension in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, you can hear the guy recording like, oh, man. Okay, I'm just, b before we let the rest of this video go, before we get into any opinions or this and that, I'm going to say right here, my opinion is this. Aren't you a little shocked that this video is this long, that the car has moved towards the officer, he had to break a window of the car out, and a gun hasn't been fired yet? Given what the narrative has been, given with the, some of the some of the quick decision making we've seen with uh, you know uh, dispensing your firearm at a suspect, how fast we've seen that happen sometimes, aren't you almost a little shocked that the gun hasn't gone off? Feel like at any second it could. Right. Feel like exactly. Could. Let me see your hands. Don't do it. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Oh man. Hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, you try to run me over is what you did. You're backing up on me. Get out of the car. Put it in gear. Get out of the car. No way. So they back up slowly out of uh, out of the parking spot space, and they go to take out of the parking lot as they're being told to get out of the car. Now, at this point, they've already called for backup. The cops already called for backup, obviously. So they're, like, driving out of the Walmart parking lot. Sir, you need to put your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, it's about to be bad, y'all. It's about to be bad. I don't want to see nobody die, bro, but this is about to be bad. F***ing listen to him, man. Come on. See, even people on the side know, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, dude, he has his dude. He has the gun out, drawn on you, telling you what to do. That's like literally the definition of you better start paying attention. And he's still backing up. Starts to pull forward. About to just let him go. This is where they're taking off down the aisle in, in the parking away. lot. They're driving away. Now, there's another cop coming into the parking lot. Everybody knows how to get in there off a of tusk there. And they, I, I believe they they corner them there at that part of the intersection. I think right? they got a couple blocks. That cop came up and started following them. From what I read, I think they went a okay. couple blocks. But, I mean, it's it's not like they got far. They didn't get far. No. Idiots. He act like he about to get away. Now you running from the cop. 
<laughs> See, that kid, dude, the kid taking the video knows. I mean, you can tell he's savvy. So we have a little bit of information here by Malcolm Hall, a staff writer from the Canton Repository. It says here a police officer reportedly uh, was nearly run over by a getaway vehicle outside of Walmart during what police described as a scuffle involving theft suspects. I'm guessing that's where the plainclothes officer came into play at. You're going to start to see more and more of those in retail stores as the holiday approaches. The three suspects, a, a woman and two men, were apprehended after a brief chase that ended at 12th Street. I'm sorry, yeah, on Roslyn Avenue there. The incident started shortly after 7 p.m. Monday as a police officer tried to stop a woman leaving the Walmart uh, on Tusk there with stolen merchandise. She got into the vehicle with two men. One of the males helped her. He grabbed the officer. After uh, that male was able to get back into the getaway vehicle, the other male, who was the driver, reportedly drove towards the police officer in the parking lot. And then the police officer, uh, who is not being identified, at least to my knowledge at the moment, reported that he was uh, the intended victim of what would have been a vehicle striking a pedestrian incident. And that seems to be true, looking at the video. And again, you can see it at WRQK.com. If he didn't move, that car was going to run, at least hit him. I don't know if run him over. I don't know if they were going fast enough to like run him over, but it was definitely going to hit him. Well, but it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at that doesn't point. Matter. You right. know, you can say, well, I wasn't going to hit him, but uh, yeah, you, you, were, you were moving towards doing it, so. It doesn't really matter. Officer did not fire his weapon. Other police officers did join in in the pursuit. They took us uh, uh, on a short vehicle chase. They say it was a slow speed. They made it a few blocks away, and they were uh, able to apprehend them with no injuries. Now, in that video, we heard some off-color language, obviously, that needed to be edited out. But if I have my facts correct, and if I've watched the video enough times, not from the officer, other than your effing hands. My point is... There was like this Canton cop handled this about as well as you could. Even even in the moment when you swear as a cop, I mean, he does say, I'll effing shoot you. Right. And I mean, like, listen, you know. But there was nothing derogatory about the suspect. There was nothing. There was no racial component. Nothing. In that in that moment of like, I'm going to get ran over. This is a very intense moment. I'm not going to start like. No, the F word drives home the right. point, the severity of the point. I, I'm, I'm not going to start like you know putting cops on 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 blast for using. No, curse no, no, words. no, 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 no. I mean that's ridiculous. My point was though is that it, it it didn't seem as if there were any other aspects into this other than the fact that you were trying to steal something from Walmart. No, there's no reason if you're if if you're trying to say there's no reason to like interject race or anything like that. At this point, there's no reason to. And whatsoever. so I, I I just I respect the way he was trying to handle it. I like I said I thought it was uh, it seemed like a, dude the video we have is two minutes and. 30 33 seconds long. Seems long for for a guy backing a vehicle towards a police officer for a gun not to be fired. Um, I've said it time and time again, and I'll continue to say it as long as they keep validating it, where the Canton Police Department does an excellent job of de-escalating situations, and where you could go one way and have things end up a certain way, Canton cops will often decide, okay, I've got backup this coming. This is no better. I've got backup coming. There's no reason for this to turn into a deadly situation. There's no reason for this to turn into something more than what it has to be. When he, when the cop gets out of the way of the car and essentially decides to let the car go, I mean... That, they know at that point, we're going to get you. We've got backup on right. the way. We like that was a, That's a very wise decision for that cop to not put himself in a situation where, number one, his life was in any more danger, and number two, where anybody else's life was in danger, criminal or otherwise. It was better just to let them go. I see the other squad car coming up. They're going to have them. It's going to be fine. So, I, 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 dude, hats off time and time again to the Canton Police Department and the uh, and the, the decisions they make. Yeah, they just they handled this this situation last night, which could have ended really badly. They handled it really well. It, it just it, it, listen, I'm not saying go steal something from Walmart, but like 
if you get caught shoplifting, don't get me wrong, it's going to suck, but like your life isn't going to be over. It's like, not going to be as bad as running from the cops. Right. right. I mean, this guy, this guy driving the car will be charged with felonious intent to assault an, a peace yeah. officer. Like, what are you doing? And if you're going to run, why are you running at 10 miles per hour? Like, why are you paying attention to, like, parking lot speed? Now, I'm hearing from Twitter, because, uh, again, we tweeted out the link to the video, and so people have seen it, and w- one of our followers says that that's going to be seen as police brutality. I don't know how somebody's going to flip that. I, 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 I don't see police brutality in it. I don't. I, I thought this whole thing was, ab- was about, honestly, shining a light on the fact that our police department here handled what could have been a very touchy situation, handled it well, handled it great, better than well. Handle it about how you want to see it happen. I mean, like you said, nobody's going to take them to, out to the woodshed for the F word. How many times have we seen cops? Cops have been saying the F word forever. But, like, there was nothing. It, it looked like, now I don't know what the instruction manual says for a police officer to handle a situation like this. But here's what I know. Everybody went home. Or everybody either went home or they went home or, or they went to jail with the handcuffs on, which is exactly what's supposed to happen. Nobody went to the morgue. Right. Everybody, no, nobody got hurt. So as far as I'm concerned, that was, dude, job well done by the Canton PD there. We have fourth row WWE tickets for the event, January 22nd at the Civic Center downtown Canton. We'll get you hooked up with those next on the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're going to get $1,000 richer at 8 a.m. this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We give you the first keyword of the day at 8. You text it in, you win money. Simple, simple, simple stuff there. Coming up on January the 22nd at the Canton Civic Center, WWE rolls through town and we have tickets. Now, somebody posted this on Twitter this morning and sent me this, and I like the idea, but I want to figure out how I want to do it, which is we're doing row countdown all, all week. Yesterday, we started with the fifth row. Today's the fourth row. You see how this works. Friday, you get first row tickets. Front row there. And somebody said to me, you should have Fantone do WWE trivia for the tickets and I like that idea I like that better than just hey caller 25 for front row tickets that seems like a that seems like a prize that there should be more incentive something more than just calling in right so I, I like, like the it. idea I like the idea of a trivia aspect I do but I don't know what's more valuable do we have you ask somebody a series of questions we do like a three out of five system or do we look for somebody who might know more about wrestling than Matthew Fantone Stump Fantone with the question. Well, the problem with the Stump Fantone, especially if we're like, hey, maybe we'll do this, is right now somebody's like, dude, I'm going to find out who number 17 in the Royal Rumble of 1993 was. There's no way he's going to know that, and I probably won't. You know what I mean? If you give them too much, they're going to they're gonna be able to come up with questions that I'm never going to be able to answer. Honestly, no matter what, even if we did that like 20 minutes before, if we yeah. said that, you give people a head start with the internet. Right. I'll find something super obscure, dude. There's no way he's going to know who the seventh intercontinental champion was. So I'll try to stump them, I think. I think. You're probably right. Is there a way we could thin it down? I don't know. We'll think about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll Got a couple of days to put that one together. If we have a call screen or somebody that could be like, no, that's a stupid question. Give us another one. And maybe we'd be able to do it. But you and I together, I don't know, Stan. I've told you a thousand times that I will never view that product as worth that investment of a call screener. Okay. Uh, you've right. been told that. Okay. You're right. You've been, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. Does it sound like we're recreating a conversation once that to us? Yeah, it's because yeah. we are. All right. That's our life. <laughs> 
All right, okay. So we do have WWE tickets for the fourth row, and I want to give them out right now because we I I, I was a little late on my clock, uh, you know, prior, and we're getting into a very, very controversial drug program heading for Canton, Ohio, early part of 2017. I want to make sure we have enough room to do that next at 8. So let's pass out these WWE tickets for the fourth row right now. Caller 25 at one 800 243 Sunday to the Civic Center. Check out Road to WrestleMania at the Canton Civic Center. And like I said... A very, very controversial drug program coming to Canton, Ohio, early part of next year. We'll tell you the details next on the Sansbury. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. Just made somebody a thousand dollars richer. We'll do it again for you at nine a.m. this morning. Rock One Hundred Six Nine's big cash handout. We give you a word, keyword. You text it in. You win money. Simple. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, direct deposit finally hitting it. No, I uh, no. All right, so you know what? Let's talk about this a little bit. All right. I, I, I was a little worried about you when the show started this morning. When I saw you walk into work this morning, I was like, "Oh no, he doesn't seem, doesn't seem happy, doesn't seem thrilled, doesn't seem ready to go." And I was like, "Well, he should be in a great mood because we got paid last night." And I know you've been for some reason, just certain times in the month, everybody. Some months, just, you know what I mean? You're just wanting that check a little bit more. And it seemed like you, this last week, had been waiting for payday more than you normally do. Yeah, times were a little lean over the last two weeks. And, Is that right? Uh, and uh, and uh, I guess it's nice to get the paycheck. But it's also like, all right, well, all that crap that I was avoiding for the last two weeks. Now, now I have I gotta to take pay care it. of it. Now I have to go pay that bill. And it's like, well, damn it, there goes this There paycheck. goes all that money. So, God, dude, I wish I was eligible to win radio contests. I win some charge tickets today. I can get. I go to Pop Evil. I can be a thousand dollars richer. You know, some people would say that being on on the radio was you winning the the ultimate uh, radio contest. You won. Uh, you won. Or lost, depending yeah. on how you want to look at it. Yeah, depending if you want to look at my credit score or not. Yeah, but people like say what's up to you when you go to Walmart. That's cool, right? Yeah, but Mastercard doesn't take that. Yeah. No, dude, everybody thought I was the man at the Walmart dude, on Toss. I got to tell you, if the world ran on, and maybe it will one day, if the world ran on selfies as like the like the currency, give me selfie currency. Oh, dude, I'm loaded. I'm loaded in that. If Donald Trump can be president, I don't know why that's out of the realm of possibilities. That could certainly happen. 100 bucks or six selfies, Stansberry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can, I can afford everything. Yeah. Dude, in, in in a world where selfies that you take with people are currency, I'm a Ferrari owner. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, dude, I like it. Oh my god, I'm campaigning on that new system, new system of currency. Yeah, I just I just decided. All right, we have to shift gears here. A little serious topic here because this is coming to Canton, Ohio, early part of 2017, and this is very controversial. And there are people who feel very heated about this one way or the other, and it's a divisive subject. And it's a public health issue. I think people got to understand that. And it really comes down to diseases. And that is Canton, Ohio, and the city health department is planning to open a syringe exchange program for injection drug users at its downtown office early part of next year. Now, facing heroin use and a jump in cases of hepatitis C, and a virus that's often spread by needle sharing, the health department proposed a syringe exchange earlier this year, 
And the health department has a location and name for Project Swap, Stark Wide Approach to Prevention. It's still figuring out the scope of the program and looking for money to buy the syringes and safer injection supplies. Hep C and AIDS will always follow a heroin epidemic. For, it, it, those sure. are those things are combined at the hip. There's Since no there's the no beginning. separating the issues. Right, like they those those they, they they follow each other everywhere they go. So the Canton City Health Department, doing its due diligence, sent members of their department down to Columbus to look into multiple programs that are already doing this. Multiple cities have this already. Yeah. Now, they do it one of two ways, most places. Most places is an exchange program where the addict does not get clean syringes to use unless turning and use syringes to you. Okay. And there's another system that's just like, you know what, if you're showing the concern for this and you want to use clean needles, bam, here they are. Now, I know people are going to lose their minds about this because when you tell people things like this, that we're going to give drug addicts a way to do drugs better, essentially is the way you're going to hear this, I assume, and that it's going to cost you money so heroin addicts can use drugs. And on some level, that's absolutely fundamentally true of what's happening here. But also... The flip side of that coin is true, and I think that this is probably where people get a little short-sighted, and myself sometimes included here, where it doesn't feel like I'm paying for less HIV. It doesn't feel like I'm paying for less hepatitis C. It feels like I'm paying for heroin addicts to get high. Well, I know as a lot, and I just, I have a feeling, I think I know where you're at on needle exchange, right? Full on, bring it on. Am, am I... It, really? It, it, it's a complicated thing. I can't just say, like, yes, bring it on. It's going to cure all ails. But when I make a pros and cons list here, I understand why people feel like this is enabling. I understand why people feel like this is something that, you know, taxpayer money shouldn't be spent on. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, less HIV. Le- and, well, but I guess the, the argument to be made there is, well, if you're shooting up heroin, what difference does AIDS make? You're already putting poison into your body. What difference is it if you have AIDS or not? Well, the problem with that, though, is is that I think is the misconception of the heroin user. Like you think of like when people hear heroin junkie, heroin user, you think homeless person under a bridge, shopping cart, heroin needle. That's not true. It's the person who works at the do people who were working next to you right now in your office are on heroin. You may not know that. Okay, and some of you, maybe it's not true of your office, but the numbers, the odds favor it. So the point being is you're having sex with these people and not knowing that they're intravenous drug users. You don't know that, but they are. I guess the, I, I guess I guess the, the counterpoint to that would be like, well, if you're willing to go out there and start banging people without a condom, you deal with the consequences of your decisions. And you do. But the problem is, is we all pay for that consequence. Now, I can't make sure you all use condoms and I can't make sure every drug addict will use clean needles, but we can do something to make sure more do. And I understand why this is hesitant. I'll be honest with you. I know, looking at numbers of other places who have done this previously, it actually ends up costing you less money. Long haul for the healthcare, everything else. Long haul, all in, all aspects, and you know, all sides covered. It costs less money to have these programs, but it still makes me hesitant to pay money out of my pocket to do it. Well, obviously, you know, somebody who is a severe drug addict and isn't going to necessarily care about their health as much as they care about their high. Um, when they do end up in a hospital, when they do end up in a jail with AIDS or hepatitis C, and we do end up having to pay for them, it's 
it's like, dude, damn, I wish you would have spent that three dollars and gave him a fresh needle, right? As opposed to having to spend, you know, all this money as they're now in the hospital or whatever, whatever the case is there. So you're right, big picture, small picture. I guess you know, and I, I read a lot of articles or I read a lot of comments on this yesterday on the Canton Repository's Facebook page, um, and there's definitely that that mindset of f them, they're junkies, and if they die, they die. That's I, why am I paying for that? And I I, I I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I don't know what my argument against that is. It's not that I don't have an argument against it. It's that I, I, I can I can understand how a person gets there. Because like I always say, you only have so many hours in the day. You only have so many things you're going to be able to re- truly care about on a human level for you. So I understand how some people get to the point of, ah, I don't care. And I think it's a naive standpoint. I really do. It's a naive thought. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who feel that way. And I mean, it, we've talked about this many times where if you don't know somebody who's dealing with the heroin epidemic in their life right now, you're just not paying attention. You haven't. Somebody, right. in, somebody in your life, and whether it's your coworker using or their son using or, or whatever it is, I mean, yes, we can, we can look at them and say, oh, they're a bunch of junkies, they're a bunch of pain, are pain pill addicts, and they're, you know, uh, they, they let them die. These are people. And these are people that have families that care about them and, 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 and that basic human decency in them, whether they are or are not, you know, junkies, they still are humans. And you have to, I think there has to be at least some level of compassion there. Do you, which method do you prefer? Where a junkie must exchange used needles for clean ones, or you can just walk up and get clean needles? I want there to be some incentive for bringing the needles back, because I don't want needles to be out in the streets. I hear that, and, but the counterpoint to that, and I'm not sure how much of this is really there, or if it's a good enough reason not to do it, but I've heard people make the argument, and I'm not sure you'll see this, but I've heard people make the argument that now what you'll have is two drug addicts beating each other up in the street over used needles so they can get a clean one? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's why maybe it's not like, hey, it's, you know, if you want a clean needle, I think you should get a clean needle. But if you bring back your dirty needle, I don't know what the incentive is other than like another needle and more heroin. What's important to a heroin addict? I don't know what it, I don't know what that incentive is. But like the thing I don't want is I don't want needles in streets. And when I was, I agree with that. When I was, uh, when I was campaigning a couple weeks ago, I was walking through a neighborhood in downtown Canton ish, downtown Canton adjacent. And number one, it was scary as hell. Number two, I mean, that's something that I saw in the street was like a needle. And I'm like, Dude, like this is, you know, and there's kids. It's an epidemic. There's kids that live in that neighborhood, kids who didn't decide to be, you know, in that financial state, kids who didn't decide to have their parents be, be, be drug addicts, but they're still having to walk over needles as they go to school. So, like, there is a little bit of me. It's like, well, if we can get that one dirty needle off the street, I, that's a victory to me. For the people who oppose this, I want to remind you, again, that people that you're working with side by side are drug addicts and you just don't know. That and you got to remember that this isn't one and done. That if a drug addict cares enough to know that he's using something, he or she is using something that isn't healthy but knows enough about like, or cares enough to want to use a clean needle to do it, what you got to understand is that's a decision, they're making a decision there, and that person's going to continue to come back, and what it might be is that might be an indicator that that somebody 
we might be able to save. Right. And if you continue to come back to a place who, and these places are normally stocked full of people who have been previous drug users, and you can see now that there's light at the end of the tunnel, right. and you continue to come back and tr- turn these needles in, and there's Larry's there every week when you're doing this, and Larry used to be where you are, and now he's here, it may inspire somebody to get off this drug. Yeah, I mean, it at least brings people to a... There's a shot of it where doing nothing has no shot. It brings people into where there's going to be like-minded people, and hopefully that's for the better. Obviously, I can see that also being, well, they're just encouraging you to do it. They're not... I mean... And it's not encouraging you to do it more so as it is, is it realizes that nobody needs encouragement to do heroin. They're going to do it whether you encourage them or not. So if we can do something to protect the health care cost for everybody outside of it, and for those of you curious about the numbers, the clinics in Columbus where they went to go look at this, they say that raising the money is the hardest part, obviously. Getting the funding is the hardest part. It takes about $74,000 worth of needles and programs to run the clinic for about a year. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, but it's not really when you think about it. It's really not. If that's keeping HIV rates and hepatitis C rates and needles in the streets down is $74,000 a year, it sounds like it's worth it to me. It does. It's an investment in your community at $75,000. To me, it almost sounds like a bargain. And that's coming from, again, again, from a guy who says, I understand that this is a logical and good idea. makes me uncomfortable for me to pay for it. It really doesn't. So I understand. Some of you in your car right now going, F that. And I totally get it. I totally. Totally understand that. But for me, I think it's an investment in the community. I think this is probably Canton taking a step moving forward. I'll remind you, I think it was just August this year. What was it? it, it this hit national news that 255 people in Akron OD'd. I mean, that made national news. So if $74,000 helps combat that even a little for a year, I don't know. I th- I think I'm getting a bargain there. I really do. So Canton, Ohio, get needle exchange early part of next year. It's interesting. I know this is going to inflame people one way or the other there. We will get you hooked up with $1,000. We will do so at 9. You're getting Pop Evil tickets at 845. And uh, we'll be right back with the craziest thing the NFL maybe has ever done. Next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show at Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Win yourself $1,000 at 9 a.m. this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We give you the next keyword of the day. You win money. Also, 845 Pop Evil tickets up for grabs. 9 o'clock also is New Turk Tuesday. New Adele, New Dirks Bentley, New Alter Bridge, all part of that. If you're in a local band want to be featured on New Turk Tuesday, send me your stuff. Sansbury at WRQK.com is how you get played on that. I want to point you to the website, WRQK.com. If you have not, if you missed the program at 7.30 this morning, we were talking about an altercation that took part, took place last night, rather, uh, outside of the Walmart on Tusk there, a uh, couple of cops, one in uniform, another plain clothes, tried to stop a couple of people who were suspected of stealing items out of the store there, and a cop ended up having to break the window out with the baton and all that. Had the guns drawn. No, uh, I mean, luckily everybody, uh, you know, ended up all right. But the video's online, wrqk.com. There are people out there who say, you know, who have been telling me all morning, like, look, I think the cops did the right thing. But you know how the media spins things these days. This is going to be seen as police brutality. So you can check that out for yourself and decide if they handled it right or not. Well, as we sit here as card-carrying members of the media telling you, no, the cops did the right thing. I think so. Yeah. 
I think so. My opinion is that I think that was evidence of the Canton Police Department being trained properly on how to handle situations, in my opinion. Now, does that negate that there's, you know, miss, you know, uh, cops out there who have done the wrong thing? No, of course no. not. Of no. course not. But in no. this situation... No one situation changes the other, right. In this situation, cop did the right thing, and obviously, you know, things ended up good for everybody involved. You know who I don't think does the right thing a lot? Who's that? The NFL. I feel like the NFL does not do the right thing a lot. No. They don't. And Roger Goodell is like one of these guys who I think is famous and shouldn't be. I, I feel like the NFL commissioner should be one of those guys that the average casual sports fan shouldn't even know. Um, yeah. I mean, they're the head of the league. Casual fans shouldn't know. A passionate fan probably. Don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I feel like I, I feel like my mom knows the name of Roger Goodell and shouldn't. Right. Okay. Right. I, I just kind of feel like that's the way that is. And the NFL has done something now that I think is insane. I think it's crazy, given how they've handled this kind of stuff from the beginning. And that is, according to NBC Sports Pro Football Talk, Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent, sent out a memo to all general managers across the league, all 32 general managers got this memo, and coaches, asking them to, quote, refrain from making public comments regarding the condition of a concussed player or speculating as to when he may return to practice and play once he once in the once in the concussion protocol so once they're in the NFL's concussion protocol you are not to speculate when or when or when may or may not the player come back to field now here's my problem with that this should have been your system all along i have heard Plenty of guys who discuss sports for a living, sports broadcasters, who have long said, why does the NFL ever say to other teams in the league from a podium, he's coming back from an injury to his right knee, he's not totally ready, he's about 85%, but he's going to play on Sunday. Why you would tell a linebacker that, who give the, you're giving them incentive, the right knees were to hit, the right knee, the right rib cage, that's the injury hit there. Um, You've been so open about injury throughout this entire thing, and that's probably been the wrong way. Because if you don't, there's going to be a lot of room for speculation, and obviously with sports being the way that they are. 30 years ago, sure, dude, I would agree 100% with you because there wasn't this 24-7 like worship of, of football, of sports. But nowadays, I feel like there's probably a little bit of, is it best for the players? No, but it's probably best for the brand to be out there with as much information as possible. The NFL doesn't want you speculating on whether or not you're going to put a player back in or how soon they'll come back after concussion because they're looking. This is all about limiting litigation on concussion issues facing the NFL. That's what this is all about. They can talk to me about player safety and we care. and blah. No, they don't. They don't care at all. No. They'll continue to churn out that machine that puts those guys out there on that field to where they can barely get down applesauce at the end of their life as long as people keep watching. They don't care about these dudes at all. Uh, but I think with, with, with them kind of giving the or showing their cards when it comes to injuries, that really is like, well, is Tom Brady going to be able to come back or not? Dude, I don't know. It builds interest in it. It builds that, you know, that eyes that, on the product, right. eyes on product. They have an they have an issue here with concussions. They've handled it wrong from the beginning. I And you're right. There's no putting the pace back in the tube. The system in all professional sports from the beginning should have been. He's injured. We're not going to discuss that injury or where in the body it is. He will be back when he's at 100% to play. 
That should have been the, the protocol from the beginning. Telling people where the injury is, craziness. And I, I really think with like concussions in particular, don't get me wrong, I think you know knees and stuff like that are different, but it's still injury, but a little different in the sense of like brain trauma is going to be very circumstantial. Where like you can think that like oh well he's in concussion protocol, that means a week he'll be back. That's not necessarily going to be true in every case. Nothing's run of the mill with a concussion. Right. And you can make assumptions like, all right, tore his ACL, having surgery. We know that takes about nine months. He'll be right. He'll probably be able to push himself in six months and blah, 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 blah. But that's your knees you're talking about. That's your arms. You know, that's 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 broken ribs. When you're talking about like severe head trauma, when you're talking about damage to the brain, to make assumptions that like, oh yeah, you give him give him ten days or give him seven days off and he'll be fine. I it really I guess does go to show not not treated with the severity that it deserves not treated with the you know with the with the respect that it deserves when it comes to brain injuries now see one of our twitter followers hit me up with this zach and he's right about this and i never would have thought about this because i don't take part in it but you know who's going to be really upset about this about not knowing about and speculating on when dudes are coming back our fantasy football guys right you're going to well, be angry about this. Now, what I will say to them about that is I didn't think about that because I I don't play fantasy football. I just don't do it. But I don't think that the NFL should be worried about fantasy football guys when they're not worried about fantasy football guy, but they are worried about guys watching the game and a fantasy football. They're worried about DraftKings advertising dollars. Right. They're, if, they're worried about that. If those things, if those things, you know, lead to brand expansion, that totally is going to be a priority for them. Is fantasy football like the one thing that Roger Goodell's sitting around like, no. dude? Oh, I got to make sure that you know the bros and can't know high are able to, able to to make their picks by Thursday. But nobody consumes more NFL product than hardcore right. fantasy football guys. Right. So you do got to factor it in. Now, also being mentioned to me on Twitter is this, is that they've been talking about injuries to all sports players all along and how long and this and that because of Vegas. Again, as a guy who bets sports, I would I would keep Vegas in the dark on that. And I love betting sports. I took a beating on the Steelers this weekend, by the way. That line looked too good to be true, and normally when they do that, Vegas knows something and there's you're primed for an upset there. I took the Steelers, given two and a half to Dallas, and took a washing. Oof, it was awful. Yeah, dude, I did not have a profitable th- th- weekend this weekend betting NFL football. I bet every week. I did not do well this last week. I'm just surprised. Like, I would figure that the memo to telling teams not to talk about it is every bit as inflammatory as what's happening. See, they're trying to suppress the info. Like, I'm surprised you're not reading articles about that. You know, well, you know what? You probably will tomorrow. Because this story is just kind of breaking today. But I've heard other, like I said, I've heard smart, engaged sports broadcasters say you're giving a linebacker a target when you tell him it's the left rib cage and that the guy's not 100%. And that you really what you're doing is you're putting your pl- other players in harm's way. I've heard that. And that's hard to argue that away. Yeah, but if if they didn't come out and say it, you've got you've got reporters that are going to report on it. You've got guys who are going to go out and scout it. The guys are going to get that information anyway. So I you might as well just might as well just come out with sunlight's it. the best disinfectant. And at least at that point, you still have some sort of eyeballs, some sort of interest, even if a guy's injured. Okay. I don't necessarily agree, but that's it's not necessarily a crazy side of the argument. And I guess I do like my point spreads where they are, and they do that because of the players hurt. All right. All right. I guess I got to live with it. Pop Evil's playing the House of Blues. 
We'll put you in the venue for that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, your next opportunity to win $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. Also, New Tur Tuesday. You're getting new Adele, new Dirks, Bentley, new Alter Bridge, all part of that. I'm like public enemy number one at the building right now. Apparently, there's like like construction crews here or something, and I parked in the wrong part of the parking lot. Like, there's like six people open this door, and like the last thirty seconds, be like, you gotta move your car. Like, you gotta go now. It's like, geez, why didn't nobody send out an email yesterday saying, hey, they're gonna be working on part of the building. Don't park over here. Maybe they didn't know which part they were gonna be working ah, on. Ah ah ah. Maybe maybe you know. I didn't and, think about that. You know, they're not. I, I don't think anybody's coming to coming to hang you, Stansberry. Gotta move your car next commercial break. Jeez, yeah, right? it just it's like it's. Like, people who have no business with, like, the maintenance part of the end of the business are, like, walking in here telling me to move my car. You know what? Just do, I'm do, I'm in here doing the heavy lifting. I'm doing the Lord's work in here. Like, what? I don't have enough on my plate right now? I want to go back to a previous subject of the program. It was uh, earlier part of this hour. We made you aware that early part of next year, Canton's uh, City Health Department is going to be looking into bringing in a needle exchange program due to the heroin epidemic. Now, we kind of, you know, let you know that this is, you know, all about, uh, you know, public health care costs and, you know, hep C and HIV reduction and that whole thing costs a ton of money and this and that. And I, and I knew when we talked about this, people were going to feel strongly one way or the other, and you have the right to do so. I'm personally for it, but I admitted that it makes me uncomfortable to have to pay for it. But I understand the benefits of it. I just wish I didn't have to pay for it, right? And I feel like that's a, that's probably an average place where most people are. Now, Andrew wrote in and says that he wanted to share his thoughts on the clean needle exchange. I have an uncle, he says here, who is an EMT and a firefighter in Perry. I think with the clean needle exchange, you were enabling them. You don't see the side that my uncle does. Uh, This one month, he had to transport the same guy who overdosed 23 times in one month. With the clean needle exchange program, you were enabling, enabling people like this to get high and nearly kill himself. Then you have people like my uncle who save his life when you take him to the hospital. Well, if one of those 23 times an old man has a heart attack and is in general need of medical attention, can't get it. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get the help he needs because the paramedics are preoccupied with a junkie who is shooting poison into his body and killing himself. Now with this same guy, the doctor that he saw looked at him and said, why don't you just kill yourself already? If you're going to do this, I'm sick of seeing you. Well, I'm going to stop right there. That's awful. I hope that a doctor didn't actually say that to somebody. That's awful. There are better ways to get that message across. Uh, And he says, if you were going to do this, I'm sick of seeing you. So with this program, you would enable many people like this guy. And when people who are like this overdose, you take away the medical personnel who may be needed to genuinely help somebody who needs it instead of uh, just saving Joe the heroin junkie instead of saving john who had a heart attack or a stroke i get the cutting down on disease but you guys aren't looking at the bigger picture so if if doctors are working on lung cancer well the doc, that guy decided to smoke dude we might as well take those doctors away from doing research on lung cancer i agree with that and and, and oh, i also dude. and i also agree or i would also say that i know hep c to be a problem with with drug users with needle drug users i know hiv to be the problem there that's fact and i will go with fact over the outlier of the possibility of somebody not getting an ambulance because of a heart attack because somebody else and a needle exchange program i don't think i i understand the concern there but there's a lot of what ifs and maybe scenarios in that and and, and let's not you know i mean that's get, my only issue with don't it. get me wrong i'm i'm glad your uncle's an emt 
GPT, but that doesn't necessarily change the conversation here. Like, there's plenty of people out there who have loved ones that are first responders that sure. deal with this on a regular basis. That doesn't. I would also I say that. that most drug addicts, and this is true, I would think that most drug addicts don't overdose 23 times in a month. That most don't. Most are honestly are are at this point know what to. Honestly, like they're they're pretty good at it. Now I know people die, but I think most people do drugs and don't overdose every day. Uh, that are drug addicts. People, yeah, right. I mean, there are obviously a lot of people who do drugs that don't overdose. I mean, you'd like to think that they're good at it at this point, but at the same nobody's time, nobody's good at doing heroin. That well, sounds like you, a crazy way you, to say when, that. When you think it's heroin and you have carfentanil, that's when drug overdose is happening. So that's like why I I, I often say if you are getting a fresh bag of something like don't blast it all off at once do right. it with somebody try you know try to at least do drugs responsibly. you don't know what you're getting i'm asking an addict to do drugs responsibly i know that's insane but uh, it's hell, gonna fall on a lot of deaf ears but maybe not all uh, right at least maybe one person out there is like you know what maybe i shouldn't shoot all this at one time um and i think the real problem there is isn't that EMTs are deciding, our EMTs are, are bringing these people into the hospitals, or doctors are reviving them, or we're using Narcan to 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 bring these people back from the from the you know from the overdose. If you have overdosed twenty three times, why aren't you in jail? That's that's the real question. Is like, well, then okay, spacing. I would imagine. Okay, I would so, imagine that that's the answer. So we've we've established that you are a habitual drug user right. and using felonious drugs. How are you not in jail? That that's the head scratcher to me. I will also say this: you are going to be able to find many, many arguments that make make needle exchange sound like it might be a bad idea. I, I understand that you're going to be able to propose you're going to be able to propose multiple things. Where I'm like, you know what? That's a fair point on the other side of this. This is one of those things I'm conflicted on. I really am. I think overall, it's a public health emergency issue with cutting down on Hep C and HIV. And I also got to be careful about talking about that. We talked about this earlier, and a guy who has Hep C who has never used drugs felt like I was calling him a drug addict. I want you to understand. There are ways to get Hep C without using drugs. Way right? AIDS. Right. Yeah. There's a way to get AIDS without using drugs. Nobody was calling you a drug addict. But this is an issue that comes with this. And overall, health care costs are a huge part. Everybody's screaming Obamacare. Everybody's talking about you know their health care costs going up. This is part of what does it. And it costs about $74,000 for a clinic in Columbus to be stocked with the syringes they needed for a year. And I said earlier on the program, and I maintain that if you look at me and say right now that there's a public health epidemic happening here in Canton, Ohio, and there is, and for $74,000 I can make an investment into the community, I think I'm getting a bargain. Now, maybe I'm short-sighted. I don't know everything. I'm not always right. I know I present myself that way. I'm not always right. I feel like this is the better thing to do, but I could be wrong. I think a lot of the pushback on this comes down to morality and like I'm a You're good You're using person. drugs and I don't want to per- I don't want to turn a blind eye and pay to turn a blind eye. I, 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 I do understand that. I get it. But I mean, if you're going to really get down to like the brass tacks of morality here, let's look at drug addicts and you will they decide to be drug addicts? Sure they are. Sure sure if you, if that's if that's what your statement is, but these people are still like I don't want to say the lowest of the low of our society, but you're viewing them as, dude, they're, they can't even t- they can't even take care of themselves. Well, if there's ever been a time to be that Christ-like nation and to be that those people who are going to reach out to you know the poorest of the poor, I mean, there is nobody lower on the totem pole than 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 than, than, than what in your eyes is a junkie. So how are you not offering that hand? Again, I want to reiterate something I said earlier during the first time we had this conversation, which is this: which is if you see a drug addict come into a clinic and care enough to get clean needles i think that that is a drug that's a drug user making a decision and it also shows me 
I may, may be able to reach this person. This might be somebody we can save. Right. You know, you come in, you exchange your needles. If the you guy, care about that, I think we might be able to save you. And every time the guy behind the desk says, hey, you ready for rehab yet? No, I'm not ready yet. All right, I'll see you next week. But every week you come back and to I get your fresh needles you. and you keep seeing Larry, who used to be where you are, and now he's there, and now he's got a checking account. Rehab? He's got a car. He's got all this stuff. And right. You ready for rehab? You might get inspired. Maybe. Now, you're always, 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 always going to end up saving less people than, than you don't save. I get that. But it's not that you shouldn't try. And as a guy who feels very conflicted about paying for public programs on all sorts of things, like I said, it makes me feel icky to pay for this. But ultimately, I think in the long run, it probably benefits us all more down the road with health care costs. We are going to get into New Tour Tuesday and give you $1,000 next on the Stansbury Show. Oh, you know what? We do have Pop Evil tickets. Let's do though. it. They're playing the House of Blues in February. Let's send you to that. Call her 20 at 1-800-243-7625. You're off to Pop Evil, and we'll give you $1,000 next. Hang on. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. If you're newer to the program, New Tour Tuesday works like this. We play new music, we vote on it, let you know if they're any good or not. We bar no formats here. We try to play a little bit of everything, get a little, you know, listen to everything happening. Also, should make you aware that shortly after 10 a.m. is your next opportunity to win $1,000. You will do so with Fishhead on nice. Rock 106.9. Just passed out those Pop Evil tickets, and all week we have WWE tickets. Tomorrow you're getting third row seats. It's pretty awesome. On Friday we'll have front row seats for that. Yeah, it's very awesome right there. Yeah, Fantone's very, very excited. You might have to bring your boy. You might have to bring the tall guy with you. Not the worst idea in the world. You don't have any friends, dude. Just bring me. Your kids don't matter. Bring, bring, bring that idiot from the radio. He wants to go with you. Let's get New Turn Tuesday started here, here with one of my favorite artists. I'm uh, I'm full on in her camp. I love her. Uh, I've loved every album she's put out. This is Adele's new stuff here, Water Under the Bridge. Hard not to be a fan of Adele. Very talented woman. Just has the ability. Yeah. Could sing the phone book and I would listen to it. Up tempo for her. Every once in a while, she'll do that. Not like a club banger or anything, but gave you enough leeway to make a club banger remix of it, though. Gave you enough, you know, BPM to do that. I would like for Adele to come out with a song other than like, oh, I'm brokenhearted, you're brokenhearted, now I'm going to sing about how it's okay. Like, it, her content has gotten a little exhausted to me. I, yes, it's hard to argue that when every single release is that. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of hill to stand on. Only to say, though, if it ain't broke, there's yeah. always that system. And B, it's familiar territory to everyone. 
that everybody's been in every stage of a breakup. So no matter what song you write and no matter what stage of the breakup the song's about, some your target audience has been there. All, all just It feels like all these songs recently have just been like, well, I've moved on from you. And it's like, bitch, quit singing the songs then. Quit writing every single song saying you've moved on from me because if you post, every single post on your Facebook wall is about how you're a new strong woman and that you don't need any do, man. And it's Do like, you yes, not you know do. how us fat broads work? Oh. We need the motivation. Oh, need the we need the, we need the motivation. motivation. We need the memes of, you know, don't don't you know cross oceans for people who wouldn't jump over puddles for you. We need those. <laughs> Us fat bitches need that. Probably a reason why she doesn't do a lot of fast songs like that because you really do start to lose what her, her power is. Yeah, you start right. to, you start to lose like oh, it just sounds like another chick singing. Where it's like, no, dude, that's Adele and she's a really good singer. But- I would agree that the further you strip her music down, the more soulful, the more you feel her voice. I agree with that. I don't know if she writes everything she does or if she always did or if she's like, you know, picking songwriters. But I will say this, that she picks the right song for her, though. I I know what you're saying about her, you know, the content getting a little stale. She's always on that breakup trail. There's something about being Coca-Cola, though. There's something about knowing what you get every time you do it. There's something about Starbucks is the same no matter where you get it. And there's something about her, like ACDC, like Pearl Jam. It's like, yeah, is it the same thing over and over again? Yes, but it's what I want over and over again. So can that is is that a bad system? I don't know. She's heading over to Australia next year, and I think that's it. She talked about how this is it. Like, Ten-year hiatus to raise her kid, right? Minimum. Ten-year. In this, in this interview with Vanity Fair, she talks about she might never go on the road again. I think it's one of the smartest things she's ever said publicly ever, and I'll tell you why. She's obviously going to go on the road again at some point, and now you've just given everybody incentive to do what what she wants more than anything, which is to pay you like, like crazy. And she's also said she's not going to go on the road again. Not that she's not going to perform again. 
So I think what you'll see is you'll see her do specialty shows. She'll do Vegas shows. She'll do engagement shows in Vegas and places like that. She'll get paid way more than she would have if she was on the road. She's one of these people like a Garth, like a Taylor, like Adele, who can do things differently in the music business than most artists can and still make a ton of money. Taylor Swift can tell other streaming services, no, you're not getting my music and still make a living. Most people, if you cut off streaming services and this and that, you're not going to get your product in front of enough people. You're not going to make enough money. Adele's kind of in Taylor Swiftville where you can do things differently in your career and still capitalize in a huge fashion. And I think when you have real talent the way Adele is, somebody's always going to want to pay you to display it for people, and I think she'll get paid to perform and handsomely at that. Just knows how to make good music, man. She does like water, though. She's rolling in the deep, setting fire to the rain, water underneath the bridge. She likes breakups and moisture, Adele seems to. Can't you just see a choir? Can't you just see a Baptist choir behind her singing that in robes? your girlfriend all excited she got to see her before the touring is over though of course dude my girlfriend saw Adele's sixth row that had to be amazing she touched Adele damn it see Adele touches me I need I need ah. I, I need to touch Adele I need to have that happen you know I've seen that meme a thousand times on Facebook does Adele even do concerts what happens do people just sit there and cry and I've long said you know what happens? You pretentious dick. A world-class vocalist gets out there with no bells, no whistles, and blows you away with pure talent. That's what happens at an Adele show. Dan Song, give me the vote there. <laughs> it's half a turn. Oh, something about that song just didn't tickle my fancy. Like, I've heard the entire album ad nauseum just because my girlfriend loves Adele. And, like, I'm not saying that was a bad song by any stretch, but something about it just didn't do it for me. As a guy who has not heard the rest of the album, where's it rank on the album? Eh, not, not, not at the top. I don't know why this got picked as a You're single. You're surprised this was picked over something else you've heard. And it probably because it's a little faster of a BPMs, song. BPMs, yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. I'm going to say not a turd. I feel like the song is, it's not her best work, but it will grow, it will earworm you, and because it's Adele, it will get played and pushed and highlighted at a way that will guarantee it to be a hit record the way it wouldn't have if it came from an unknown singer. So I'm going to say not a turd. Not a turd! Brand new Adele. I think we all knew that I was going to vote not a turd on brand new Adele. Water under the bridge there. We'll get into new Dirks Bentley Black next on the Stansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at HighVoltageCarding.com. That's HighVoltageCarding with a K.com. It's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com in the middle of New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. First track was Adele's Water Under the Bridge. Fantone felt like, eh, half. I felt like not a turd. My girlfriend texted me in the break. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe you. How did you give that half a turd? Did you have to sleep on the couch? I don't know, but it, it just, it didn't do it for me. And I don't want to say it's a crap song, but it just it didn't tickle my fancy. Okay. You don't have to like everything. My guess is you're not going to like the next one. Here we go. That's just my guess, though. Right. I could love it. We're looking for the country artist that uh, that makes Fantone happy. I know I know. Eric Church will get close with you every now and again. Well, I, I've often said it's not that I despise country music. No, no, I mean, no, no. There's, there's stuff out there that I like. You like a more traditional country sound. The, but yeah, once you start getting into the to the to the bro country lane, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't. And, you know, let's say I think a lot of people feel the same way about rap nowadays, where it's like, oh, you know, this is what the kids are rapping about nowadays. Maybe it, maybe I'm just you know I'm a little too old. I don't know. It, but bro country rubs me the wrong way. Is that right? The okay. sounds of it, the 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 content of it, a lot of it I don't like. So we have new Dirks Bentley. Here we go. And this is the title track from his new album, Black. So then that's what the song is called, obviously. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about this. I don't know if Dirks Bentley's ready to go into race relations. He might not be the best guy. No. no. Outside. Too bright. Those blinds. Yeah, let's just keep them closed. You know. My hands. They know where to go. Find your fingertips, trace them back to your lips, take you on a trip, flip that switch, make my world go black, hit me like a heart attack, knock me flat on my back, yeah, just keep doing that, that thing you're doing there, brush me with your hair, I swear I don't know how to the look on your face right now. Make my world go I mean, you're not even willing to accept the premise it looks like. It just, it, dude, well, come on, come on. Like, hey, number one, there's always going to be this argument, especially in the bro country realm. It's like, dude, if you took that twang out of his voice, that's not a, it doesn't even sound remotely country. It doesn't even sound like anything country. But he puts a little twang in his voice. Man, that's good enough, man. Half as long as I put that well, little twang Well, I mean, you got to understand, these guys are trying to sell records. You know what I mean? And and I, I, I care less about whether or not you have a traditional sound. I just want a good record. I don't care what the format is. Just make a good record. Now, I'm not saying this is a good record. I have to finish it. We have to finish it. We have to see where it goes. We have to see all of it here. I don't think we have to. But. <laughs> Fanto feels like we don't have to at all. But I, uh, but I don't, I don't put as much stock into that. That's not traditional country, like I've said a thousand times. I could play you a hundred Garth Brooks songs that don't necessarily sound traditionally country. It's the what he puts into it that ends up becoming that way. You know how I know that? It's because, dude, songwriters are songwriters, and and, and dude, uh, pop artists have used country songwriters, and uh, country artists have used pop songwriters, and dude, they're just, uh, dude, it's pen for hire. And so I don't put as much stock into that. I understand why some people do. I just personally don't keep doing that that thing you do and they brush me with your hair i swear i don't know how long that i can last make my world go black make my world go black well at least it's not about race relations i was really concerned i'm like dude i don't know if dirt should do a black lives matter anthem i don't no. know if that's right now i bet the audience not picking that one up Like a sky with no stars, just find me falling to 
heart attack. Knock me flat on my back. Back, clack, rack, my It's paint by numbers. There's no doubt. It is definitely a paint by numbers track. I swear I don't know how long that I can last. Make my world go Remember back when rappers used to change words to kind of sound like each other? And it's like, well, that didn't even rhyme, Method Man. You're just, you can't rhyme those two. It's not rap music. Oh, boy, dude. Last and Black. Those are pretty close, Dirks. Pretty close, sort of, kind of. Well, you bring up an interesting point, and I have long said this about rap and country music. Country music has stolen the formula from rap music. If you if you pay attention, the the, the borrowing of other artists and, and 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 you know guest singers on tracks very big in both. Right. Um. Both uh, both artists are obsessed with getting the bitch in the truck. Like if you get her in the truck, she's apparently yours for life. Both rap and country music love that, right? And. Rap music has figured out what they another formula that they followed the rap method that I think hurts both form both methods of music is get the album out next year. They're both 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 systems love new record, new record, new record, new record, and this is what you get. You get stuff filled with this. Both have a, a a strange affinity for like big hats and outlandish costumes. I feel like both are very proud of where they're from, even though like at the end of the day, it's like eh, I don't know if you should really even be that proud of it. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram of rap and country music, and, and yet the audiences hate right, one another. Right? Not real big fans of of the other. Of the uh, other. Yeah, I'm hearing from our audience uh, via Twitter. It says probably the worst track on the album, but this Dirk's album itself very good. This is the title track, Black. New Dirks. It's a hot fire. I'll have to take a listen to it today. I haven't actually listened to the album. Black. He's not a terrible singer, though. No, actually, Dirks has a decent voice. As far as, like, bro singers yeah. go. He's not the worst at it. He was the one that did the uh, the drunk on a plane song, oh, though, yeah. where he was like, he's got the party rocking like a G6. When I heard that, I was like, whoa, that's officially too much crossover in popular music. There. Um, you know, so speaking of crossover in popular music at the CMTs, I know Beyonce came out and did uh did a big number. Yeah, why does that have to be a thing now? Um, why does it have to be a thing? Why is people pissed about it, or why? No, why does it, I mean? Why do we have to do that? Why can't all these things stand on their own? Like, why do we? Why do we have to drag everybody into everything? Now. A lot of people made that argument, and I know uh, Travis, I, mean, I don't care. Travis I mean, on Twitter was very vocal about that, and like, well, we don't need the the validation of rock artists, we don't need the validation of pop mart artists, we don't need the validation of rappers. And it's like, well, if you're going to be extremely short sighted about your brand, like, then yeah, sure, you don't need it, but yeah, you do. If you want country music as a whole to grow, yeah, you do need the validation. Does of those it artists. need growing? I mean, I, yeah. I I would argue maybe not. I mean, it's it's long been the the musical format with the most radio stations in the country. That's been true since like the the sixties, and it's so it's long been that. It's if you go into most public places, it's normally what's on their Muzak system, and because it's safe, everybody knows it's safe. And it, it's their show sell out. Their artists are the biggest artists in, in the field outside of Beyonce, but and like Taylor Swift, but she comes from a country background. Like their artists seem to be bigger stars than than any other music format right now. Do you want that to keep going? 
Do you want that to keep being the well, case? But couldn't the argument be that it has continued to go that way? How? But let's look at let's look at when this really started popping off. I would say the country revitalization probably started ten years ago, and look at what was happening then. It's when you broadened your message. It's when you kind of opened up the tent to like, hey, you can come in here too. We're not pushing you out. You, you know. So everything you don't like about it, you think they should continue to do for the success of it? Though. If you're trying, if, if, if you're trying to be successful, if you're trying to be successful, I understand why they do that. Okay, all right. I understand that pushes your purists away, right? But you've already got your purists. They're not going anywhere, right? People Ashley, tell you they're going to leave. They're not. Ashley and Green could turn it over to KDD, though. She could listen to Jason Derulo and say she's been turning it over to KDD forever, and I think country knows that. See, now Rob says that the, he feels like Dirk Bentley has a terrible voice. I disagree. I think Dirk's can sing. I, uh, n- being a fan of his earlier albums and no, and ha- him having songs that I really like a lot, like I Hold On is a song by Dirk Bentley that I absolutely love, and I, I think his voice is all right. He kind of predated the bro country movement. I, I know that he was like that last line of like, well, is it Garth Brooks or is it, you know, is it is it, uh, is it Florida Georgia line? It's um, a little bit more Kenny Chesney than it is Garth Brooks. Right. I feel like we talked a lot about country music and what's going on and didn't talk a lot about this song and this song's just not good. Like I just wanna feel your touch, feel your Black Lives Matter, y'all. No, dude, that's Black not Lives, what this Black is. Black Lives Matter, y'all. Dude, don't get Yorksville all pissy today. Don't do it. See, this I don't need. Just make the song shorter. Just make it shorter. I don't need that. Put some effects on the end. Put motorcycle yeah. sounds in there. All right, Fantone, I feel like you voted for five minutes, but make it official for me. I will make it official for you, and I'm going to go with... It's a turn. Not, wow. a, very, not, a, very, not a very good song. Wow. Not, there wasn't very much to that. I'm going to go with half. You're going with half? Right? Yeah. Uh, it's half a turn. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was great. I think it will earworm me a little in the sense that I'm not in a rush to go listen to that song again, but I know how this works. 99.7 will play it a thousand times. I'll hear it on the way home. Before you know it, you catch part of the chorus that you kind of like, and you excuse other parts of the song that you don't, and before you know it, it's one of your favorites. So I'm going to say half a turn because I think it will earworm me at some point. Black Lives Matter. Dude. That is. Are you deaf? Do you just not pick up on stuff? Did you not, dude? Do we have to play? All right, after the break, you're getting Dirks again because apparently Phantom missed the message. Kidding. New Alter Bridge. Show me a leader. Next on the Sandsbury Show. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. There. It's been too long since I've been there. Yeah, you got to change that. Yeah. Always bringing in good artists. Obviously, always a good time there. Pulling those slot machines into the buffet. I got to get out there, dude. Not a bad idea. We played you the new Adele. We were split on that. Fantone felt like half a turd. I felt like not a turd on the new Adele water under the bridge. Then we uh, were split on the Dirks Bentley. Fantone felt like that song was a turd. I felt like not a turd on the Dirks Bentley or halfer there is really the way I feel. Will we ever get it together? Who knows? Tune in next week. 
tune in right now. Who knows? We both might love this. Next we song. might we might both like this. Now yeah. I will set this up. This is Alter Bridge, and for those of you that don't know the lineage of uh, Alter Bridge, here it is. It's basically Creed, take out Scott Stapp, insert Miles Kennedy, and I feel like a lot of people don't leave their musical taste open to admitting to like Alter Bridge because of who the band they were before, right? Don't you feel like that? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, dude, Tremonti's an excellent guitar player. Oh, There's no question crazy about that. good. And like, I'm sorry, but if you go back and you listen to that first Creed album, it wasn't that bad. Dude, this radio station should play My Own Prison and play one today, for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's crazy that you don't. Yeah, one. This was a good song. This is, dude. A, good this song. is a good song. I don't care what anybody says. That's a good song. That's a good radio rock record right there. I, dude, it's it's hip to hate Scott Sapp. It's hip to to, to to hate things that are popular. I get it. That's what that's what young people do. I mean, I'm not saying like, dude, with arms wide open is the greatest song no. of all time. I'm not. No. And I'm not even saying one is the greatest song of all time. But this, uh, what was that other one? What if? What if? What if? Dude, I mean, there's, what if? I? Yeah, that was a great song. There's plenty. My own prison was pretty good. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why Creed gets hated on. So is it pity much. for a dime? Was that the other one of it? I might have the title wrong, but that there was another really good song off that first record. Bullets was probably not the worst Creed song. So Alter Bridge kind of came from Creed there, and they've played the Agora where I work a few times, Alter Bridge has. And I've always kind of been one of those guys that's like, well, isn't it just Creed? Like, I don't know. Like, I've been hesitant on it. And then you go in... And they came through the Agora and they were like, a, they were like an opening support for like a band you wouldn't think would have been ever been photographed next to Creed. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe there's something going on with Ultra Bridge I don't know about. Maybe there's something that, maybe there's something to this. And then I walked into the venue and I watched some of the set and I was like, whoa, this band's way heavier than I thought that they were. And somebody said to me, like, oh yeah, dude, that's Ultra Bridge. Like, you can't, don't go into it with Creed. That's not who they are. So we have their new song, watch this be a ballad. We have their, we have their new song called show me a leader i have to assume this is politically charged right you think show me a leader coming out during an election cycle creed sucks it's all pretty good right there not the worst i've definitely heard worse with something He's somewhere between Axl Rose and Josh Todd, right? Messiah. He's one of those, and I understand why people don't like singers like that. They get a little whiny, a little annoying at those in those pitches. I get that, but he's somewhere between those two guys for me. And if you're the kind of guy that doesn't like this, there's a lot of '80s music you better back up off of because there's plenty of that sound in in that in that era. That's the thing I'll say is is you know he's not my favorite singer, Miles Kennedy. You've got chicks like Adele, and it's like, oh, they're born in the wrong era. They sound like they should be like a doo wop singer. This guy definitely sounds like he should have been in one of those bands, like sure. Rat or you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could have he could have been in Warrant for sure. Yeah.
Show me a leader that won't compromise. Show me a leader so hope never dies. Now, I bag on on songwriting sometimes in the rock community because people bag on the country stuff, and I'm like, ah, it's a little easy. But that, I don't necessarily hate that. I understand how that got written down on a piece of paper and for a rock song made it into a chord. I get it. in a band called the Mayfield Four for a long time too that was pretty good Miles Kennedy Sna- uh, slash the Snake Pit as well I want to hear more Alter Bridge now. Dude, a member of our audience is saying that this is the best live rock band out there right now. Now, I'm not going to disagree because, like I said, I've seen a couple of songs live as, uh, you know, they've played the Agora a handful of times. And I've gone in to the venue to check it out while I'm working. And I would say that I I don't know if they're the best live rock band right now, but Mark Tremonti is an amazing guitar player and he gets overlooked a lot. So if you're telling me that a band that he's in plays tight live every time they play, that I could believe. Yeah, I saw, I've never seen Alter Bridge, but I saw Miles Kennedy with Slash's Snake Pit and they were really, really good. So I can, I can, I can assume that you had you know, Tremonti's great guitar yeah. playing. Miles can sing live. That you could see how that could be a great live band. Yeah, I, Tremonti playing tight live. I, I don't have a problem buying. Look at how good I am at playing guitar. Listen to this, guys. Here's an exercise in me. But that right there is pretty good. I'll tell you what I hear when I listen to Alter Bridge is that the rest of that band was being held captive by Scott Stapp and that message that he wanted to get out in their music. And Tremonti was secretly behind closed doors going, yeah, I'm making a ton of money, but I, I really want to be in a different sounding band. There's brand new Alter Bridge. Show me a leader. Fantone, give me the vote on New Tour Tuesday on that one. I'm going to go with... Eh, it's half a turd.
I don't know. There was something about that song that didn't do it for me either. Um, obviously, a very talented band. I almost want Alter Bridge to break up and for that band to go find another singer. Um, I couldn't listen to I couldn't listen to an album of that of of that over the top Miles Kennedy. I His think. voice would get to me after about five songs. I agree with you. A whole album of Alter Bridge, I'm probably not in on. Um, any one given song, I think, could be really good. I'm going to vote with half a turd on that one as well. Eh, it's half a turd. And the reason why is I feel like that's a very, very, very good album track. I'm not sure it's a hit record. I'm not sure it's a radio record. Now, David tweeting in and disagreeing with me says that song should be on the radio right now. He says that's actually very, very good. So, you know, a little difference of opinion there. I uh, oh, 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 Jeremy tweeting in and says, and he's right about this. He's like, it's got a little Queensryche in it. And oh, he's yeah, right. Yeah. He does. He ha- he has a little bit of Jeff uh, from Queensryche in it. You're right. He absolutely does. So there you go. There's brand new Alter Bridge. I got to tell you, uh, a little hope for the rock music format out there, though. There is yeah. a, there, there's decent stuff out there. A little bit that half a turd is going to make it to the radio. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. hope. Yeah, this format's not dead. Okay. <laughs> All right. There. <laughs> Right. You know, that's enough negativity out of you, man. I can't handle anymore. Rock radio. It's going to be around forever. Hopefully, because we need jobs. Dude, you just got paid last night. You can't be happy today. It doesn't mean the next paycheck's coming, Sansbury. Jeez. Dude, I'm worried about you, man. You're, you've been very you've been very bridge jumper lately. And I feel like people Have need you to- looked around the world recently, Dan? Have you seen where we work and what's going on? The writing is on the walls. Dude, I swear to God, if I'm out there Friday morning with a megaphone talking to you off the Hall of Fame bridge, like, dude, bro, don't do it. Well, maybe do it. Well, maybe do it. (laughs) Yeah, I just, dude, I've been, it's been about two weeks. I've been worried about you, man. And I, uh. I, dude, I just I, I need to make sure you're good and that your head's on straight. That's when the building started the fire. That is when the flames started around us of like, oh my god, dude, what is going on in our lives? I have no control of this. It's concerning. Okay. All um, right. Fishhead will give you $1,000. He will do so shortly after 10 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back live at it tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See ya. <laughs>